Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is the Simpsons Index, episode 97. Hello out there, I am your host, I'm Elliot J. O'Neill, and here are some other people. Here is Jordan Frost. Hey, I had a really fun time. Thanks for having me on the episode. All right, catch you next time. Oh, wait, well, wait, I mean, I'm having some weird temporal problems at the moment. (laughs) You're in a different space and time. Are you unstuck from time? (laughs) Fix it, fix it in post. (laughs) And here as always, except when he's not BT Calloway. I'm confused and aroused. Well, let me bring you up to speed. This is The Simpsons Index. This is the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but there's a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Now, Jordan, welcome back. We haven't seen you since The Wasteland. You're looking well. I am well. Yep. Thank you. Got all the rats out of your hair and skin. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? The hard part was the cockroach and the babies in the ear, but you know. (laughs) Oh, they'll get you. You get the big one, but then you forget about the eggs. But for now, we're here, we're to do The Simpsons, and we just watched an episode from the HD era. This was Season 20, Episode 8, The Burns and the Bees. First released in December of Ought 8, it was directed by Mark Kirtland, written by Stephanie Gillis. In this episode, Mr. Burns wins a basketball team in a game of poker, so we see that adventure play out and simultaneously in a bee story. Uh... You know I had to do it. You did, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, You're like no. contractually obligated. Lisa has noticed colony collapse disorder happening all throughout Springfield. All the bees are dying, so she attempts to bring them back, and she gets a beard of bees at one point. But yeah, then Mr. Burns and her buttheads. Guys, what did you think? I thought you said, Mr. Burns and her are buttheads. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's certainly past the time. You can tell when it's a boring episode when you're like, oh, I haven't written anything down in about 30 seconds, yeah. but there's nothing really to write down. Dude, I had that exact same thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah um, and I'm sorry, fun. man, because we just did the Wasteland episode with oh, you, okay. and I was hoping to bring you some, you know, at least quality episodes today, but... I don't think this one's that quality. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, just like to mention that, yeah, this is one of nine episodes from the HD era that aren't in HD. Have we done others yet? Yeah, we've only done two of those, Double Double Boy in Trouble and Dangerous Curves. You know, oh, yeah. Both pretty ordinary episodes, yeah. actually. And this is no exception. So, yeah, at the start of season 20, they only made the HD switch on episode 10. So, yeah, there are still a few episodes that are in 4.3. So that's a bit of fun. Hmm. PT, for better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? I'm going to go more of a confusion one, which is a big Christmas intro and then not a Christmas episode. Yeah. It was just kind of odd. It felt like it was gearing me up for something that then didn't happen. It's also a reused intro from a previous episode, I think, Kill Gil. And the other thing thing I'm going to bring up, just because he's been in the news a lot lately for being a shithead, was uh, Jeff Bezos wetting his pants. Yeah. (laughs) And that was actually Jeff Bezos as well. Wetting his pants. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he wasn't as worth as much then as no. he is today. No. Like $154 billion or something in counting. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it, it is funny that, yeah, we've got a cartoon of Jeff Bezos wetting himself as well at a scary story. Yeah, yeah. nothing else. His Amazon employees can keep a photo of that in their wallet. <laughs> yeah, I guess it was Mark Cuban as well. Yep, that okay. was Mark Cuban. That's yeah. the sort of crazy shit that old crazy Mark Cuban will do. Man, even though he was being, like, crazy and wild, fuck, he was boring. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not a voice actor, no, to no, be fair. I, no, I just mean even his character, everything about him was like... Like, there's one thing where the first crazy thing he does is take a little flying fox down by holding a flare, and it's like, they could have written yeah. something funnier there. That was pretty bland. Yeah. I mean, this just does seem like a watered-down version of Arthur Fortune, remember? Yeah. Arthur Fortune. Yeah, Monty can't he's buy me dreamy. love. 
that's going to be my big negative on this one is just how much Burns' story just feels like we've not only done it before, but done it so much better. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't anything added to it either. And no. just, he didn't feel motivated, at least when he's, you know, he's obviously jealous of Arthur Fortune. Mm. In this, he was just like, well, you're in a basketball team now, and I'm a crazy guy who owns a basketball team. You should be like me. And he's like, all right. Yeah. Like, I'm yeah. going to do crazy Mr. Burns thing at the basketballs. Yeah, but even then, it was just like a rehash of some of the same jokes, like when he's throwing Og, uh, that fancy person. Fagwa. Fagwa, thank you. Fagwa. Uh, when he's throwing Fagwa, but that's like when he's in Monty Can't Buy Me Love, when he's throwing silver dollars. But that was yep. funny, because it was like, it seems like a good idea until you realize how quickly and painfully they're going to fall. Oh, God, that was the one where it like, gets embedded in Lenny's head, yep. isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And it takes it out and it starts bleeding. Yeah. Take it out, take it out. <laughs> put, ah, it back, put, put it back, put it back. Good Lenny. I kind of like, though, the joke about Monty Burns singing the, what was it? I think it was God Save the Queen, but the lyrics were wrong. Yeah, it was like pre-World War I. The lyrics was trying to make it sound like it was Germany pre-World War I, yeah, or something. No, no, I think it was because they were saying that, yeah, the Hungarian Empire, and because they've got ties to the British royal family and blah, 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 blah. I guess. So, yeah, there's something I kind of liked about the Smithers, like, whispering, like, all major events from history. Yeah, it just went on too long. It went on about eight or nine bites. Yeah. Yeah. European Union? Good heavens. See, yeah, I liked where it ended. It, yeah, it just took a little bit of a long and winding road to get there. Bum, bum, bum. The thing the thing about it was the bit, yeah, Nerd. I'll give you credit for that one. That was not bad. Beatles. <laughs> Die. The, um, How about you, Jordan? What is the moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? I was thinking about it. You can tell the datedness of the episode when they says... Take that, founder of Facebook, yeah. and there's like no one in the world who doesn't know the yeah. name of the founder of Facebook anymore, because obviously at the time, they're probably like, no one's going to know who Mark Zuckerberg is. Yeah. So but they know what Facebook is. So. <laughs> yeah. the, so- the social network hadn't come out yet. No. And the second one was that he just burned straight up murdered a guy. Yep. Yeah. It's not just like he shoots a man and is like, were those real bullets? Yes. Was that a real gorilla? No. And then it cuts to him and he's bleeding. He's just bleeding out all yeah, over the basketball court. You yep. see the blood pool and you hear a little bit of blood pooling sound. Yeah. yeah. Not but cool. the people go, boo, was in, oh, this is a boring show. Oh, you not- fucked up the dunk. <laughs> not, that man is dying. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it ties into what you said before, Beach, about the boringness of the Burns plot and the basket bells as well. Yeah, it was an okay joke. It just didn't mm. quite land. There's a lot of ideas here I should like. They just didn't come together well. And yeah, I'm going to say the part of the story that sticks out to me is this Lisa B story about the bees, not referring to the letter number that I am assigning to the story, but the actual subject matter of. Um, yeah, like that Jerry Seinfeld movie. Yes. Mm. I like the beats of this and that wasn't an intentional <laughs> pun i'm sorry see how many you can fit in elliot <laughs> no it before wasn't. i strangle you with <laughs> yeah. the mic cord but no to be honest i fuck i can't not say the word b it's a really common word to use um her beard as well i like that story beat and mm. even though it was kind of a bit oh the next day marge just happened to find a greenhouse like I kind of like that, that she's got a place for her to tend to her bees now, and that the bees took over the stadium as well, but I just like them because they were story beats. I didn't really love any of the material around it. Like, I kind of like how Bart shapes Lisa's face with the bees when they're on her face. Yeah, especially down to the sympathetic eyebrows when she's trying to play with Marge. That's a good bit. And the line of, stop millhousing your sister, was pretty good. I got a chuckle out of that. Not bad. Yeah, I'd put that on a bumper sticker. Stop millhousing your sister. That's just good life advice. Yeah. Brothers out there. Stop millhousing. Just in general. Yeah. Are you a winner or are you a millhouse? Stop millhousing and get to it. I mean, he is the dud. Do it! Just do it! <laughs> yeah. Stop millhousing around! <laughs> How to unmillhouse your life. <laughs>
motivational book series by BT Galloway. <laughs> On sale now in the Simpsons Index store. Play count. How many times before today have you watched this episode? At least once, but I remembered none of it. Never. Yeah, I've seen this a bunch and I don't really know Stop why. Stop it. Yeah. <laughs> no, because this like came out when season 20 was fast tracked to DVD. So I did just watch these DVDs a lot. And yeah, I'm finding out on these rewatches that I shouldn't have been. Maybe in between episodes, there's like a bright white flash and it wipes your memory <laughs> of the episode. <laughs> he gets MIB'd. Yeah. I don't know. Like just watching it, there's nothing really about this episode that I like and even like the town being won over by Burns getting a basketball Muck-moo. tee and Muckmoo, that felt like weirdly racist. Yeah. I don't know. We don't really know who Muckmoo is. Is that a person? I'm assuming. I don't it know is. if it was racist, but I think it was just silly. I don't know, but they brought him in on stage and he was carrying a harpoon. That's a good point. Maybe I'm not qualified to speak on this. What'd you find, Beach? Googling, he is a fictional character, so that already is bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seeing as it's not directly based off of someone, it is pretty shit. And when they were at that town meeting as well, introducing Mahmoud, who, yeah, is holding a spear and saying he kills whales for fun. Yeah, this felt very icky to me. And also, Mr. Burns pulls out the plans for his stadium, which, from a mile away, look like a bee shelter, so you already know where this is going. I don't know where he thought that looked like a really attractive, fancy, glitzy stadium. No, it looks like a filing cabinet. Yeah. Uh There's the shot where they're like, they're knocking down the greenhouse and they're building a thing and I'm like... It was actually Jordan Zanel Corner. I was saying that. that, that fuck. You're uh, not getting away with it. <laughs> where I'm like, oh, the jail is being yeah. rebuilt, or it just looks like the jail, or where has the jail gone? Yeah, I, I don't know, because that was the thing. It was right next to the penitentiary. They stopped and made a point. Oh, there's a jail there. And then it didn't, yeah. Lame. Yep. Um, but I thought it just looks really ugly. Like, and they're all going, ooh. And he's, I guess you don't want this fancy stadium he's, after he's, all. He's talking features. But again, it feels like a first pass of the idea. Yeah. Like, yeah. There's a better jokes to have there. You have something absurd and ridiculous like the Buzz Cola Fountain. Buzz, Spitball. I get it. Yeah. Oh, whoops. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Literally not intended. But I mean, sure. p- pitch something that people are going to, ooh, I definitely want that instead of, here's a stadium with normal stadium things. It's got a skybox and a thing. I'm like, great, yeah. but you can't see that in your stupid model that looks really ugly. Yeah. Like, it would have been less obvious if they, like, made a hexagonal themed stadium out of yeah. it, you know? Would have been cooler, too. Yeah, 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 it would have been a much cleverer design rather than just looking like a bunch of filing cabinets yeah. stacked around a dome. First thing was he renamed the team the Springfield Excitement. There was nothing exciting about that stadium. Yeah. And their mascot was a gorilla? What the fuck? Gorillas are exciting? So yeah, look, I think that joke was funny that Homer had like just coincidentally planned for the Springfield Excitement. and Yeah. But that, that didn't go anywhere now. Makes me dislike this episode more. But let's talk about some of the wacky elements, seeing as though we already have. Yeah. Bees understand English but can't speak it. The great tragedy of the Simpsons universe. They yeah. can dance it, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of dancing, the billionaire's handshake, which is a joke I liked. It went on a bit too long. I did like how the handshake ended with their hands, like, making a dollar sign. Dollar sign. Yeah, Pretty cool gang sign, actually. Yeah. yeah. I would have been fine with it just being that. They're, like, trying to sneak around Smithers just to do this quick little symbol. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, yeah, any other wacky elements? Yeah. I know it's a fantasy sequence, but Homer meeting cut-rate Wally in the future with no honey. Mm. Yeah, I didn't think anything of that. No. He gets stuffed into a box that his mass would not fit in and he's still alive. Haha, <laughs> he's a cube now. 
Yeah. Get it? Simpsons have done better cube jokes. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm. When Grandpa walks in and sees Lisa with a beard of bees, he's uh. like, oh, President Lincoln. Uh. I'm voting for you again, and yeah. you lost that stupid hat. It was a really bad exit joke. Honestly. Also, he knows all about... Wearing a beard of bees. Exactly. Yeah. Yes. How much did Lisa's weigh? Was it 15 pounds? I doubt. Probably because I not. feel like Lisa would not be able to stand. No, her head would tip over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Flowers are the painted whores of nature. Yeah, that was a good line. Yep. yep. I'll just mix some steroids into their cocaine. Yeah, if they get Got sluggish. That one. Yep. Yep. Yeah, there were a few chuckles to be had. Like, even the Lincoln's hat joke, I don't mind, but... Mm. No, it's just a lazy exit. Like, your exit yeah. line is what is going to want to make me come back, I suppose. Yep. So I just realized those last two comments nearly burned through all my notes for this. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'm actually kind of disappointed that the Beard of Bee story didn't carry out through more of the episode. Yeah. Because mm. I kind of like the breakfast scene where Homer's like, the trick is to just spit out the stingers. And he's just like, Dad, don't eat them. And it's like, he's kind of reminding me of like Jianyu from The Good Place. He's just like along for the ride, but has no idea what's yeah. going on. I feel like yeah. you know about 20% of what's going on at any one time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A bee steals Wigan's gun and shoots him with it. Yep. I Very actually wacky. like that. <laughs> also, he just randomly shot in a direction oh, yeah. in a crowded oh, stadium, yeah. so he's oh, probably yeah. shot three people. Yeah. I made sure to note that as well. Yeah. But I do like the whole, ah, my guns are useless against them. You know, it's, it's a classic <laughs> monster. Oh, but they were very effective against me. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It's reverse wackiness, which is when Willie takes Lisa to see the bees, mm-hmm. and Lisa says, oh, Willie, I didn't know you were an apiarist, and Willie just says, I can tell through context that that means beekeeper. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, wow, you really restrained yourself. That's the one you went with. That's mm-hmm. good, and I kind of appreciated it more for them just being like, Willie being adept. Also just echoing what the audience probably just did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think, yeah, it was a bit adept for Willie, but it was good as an audience surrogate, and mm-hmm. it sounded funny coming from him. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I didn't think much of his little like bee graves joke and it was just like, here is a bunch of bee puns for you. And also because he, when he cried, he sounded like Homer as well. Actually, speaking of which, which, I liked Ralph's line in this, but it did not sound like Ralph. What was the line again? So when Bart originally knocks the beehive off and he goes, stingamajigs. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Good point. Good Ralph line, but yeah, it didn't sound like him. It was weird. What would it sound like if James L. Jones said it? <laughs> Uh-oh. Stingamajigs. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I'm, I'm smiling too much and I'm laughing. Simba. You deliberately disobeyed me. <laughs> you are not Hakeem. Stinger my jigs. <laughs> Bee fact corner. Bees, when they cluster like that, get really hot. That's how they kill hornets. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, so they can't sting a hornet and kill Mm. it. But what they do is a hornet's, like, core temperature can only go at, like, 38 degrees, but a bee's can go to 39 or or something like that. Yeah. So they cluster and, like, vibrate, and, like, a few die, Mm -hmm. but they kill them by, like, overheating them. Greater good. Greater good. Yeah, bees fight by attrition, so. So (laughs) Lisa would be, like, sweating. Like a bee in heat. Something sweaty. Me. She'd be sweating like me. But, yeah, surely a sting from a queen to an eight-year-old is going to do some fucking damage. Isn't, wouldn't it kill the queen? Don't all bees, doesn't it pull out their insides? Mm. That I don't know. I'm going to assume queens can get away with it. And they could also move in all directions. God, the 1%, am I right? You get away with everything. <laughs> Editing Bay Elliot J here to say that, yeah, queen bees can sting multiple times and not die. It's because their stinger is smooth. It's not barbed like most bees. So a barbed stinger gets stuck in the thing that they're trying to sting. And when they pull away, their guts fall out. That doesn't happen to the queen. Anyway, back to the show. So how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel any bumps? No. Not really. <laughs> not even for Lisa's love of bees. 
I kind of did. Like, I felt her devastation when the wrecking balls came through and... Yeah, and her plea for sanity at the town meeting. Yeah, you didn't listen to me about the snail gator or the feisty pig of the... Not feisty enough, apparently. Yeah, Mm -hmm. yeah. You know what? I think it didn't feel... I don't want to say it didn't feel earned because I feel like we overused that phrase on on the podcast. Didn't feel (laughs) earned. But I didn't have... Like a whole bunch of sympathy because they hadn't built it up as like a giant tragedy and she was the only one that cared. And it wasn't yeah. like science was like, in 10 years, this world will be barren because nothing will have been pollinated, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah, true. I'm surprised they didn't really talk about that. They had Homer's flash forward to an apocalypse, but it was more that there was no honey, not that there was yeah. no pollination. Yeah. And, and they ruined it with a joke. Yeah. And even then, I think at this point of the story, we're still kind of waiting for the plot to fully kick in. Yeah. So there's no weight to her speech because we know whatever she says it's not going to work because we have to get to a story still. Mm. Even Frink wasn't really concerned because he was just like, get the, the and I'm like, well, okay, yeah. if you've got that thing and they can just start a colony, then what's the big problem? Yeah, now that you mention it, the fact that no one really talks about pollination and food running out being a symptom of a lack of bees is really surprising. That's like... Yeah. Considering it was a, it's a real world problem. Yeah. Yeah, I can't believe it's yeah, been 10 years since... The Simpsons made an episode about it, and yeah. it's still, yeah, ongoing and tragic. And, yeah, people donate to bees or something. I'm not sure what to do. I've heard it's getting better, actually. So that should have even been the third act story escalation where, yeah, the bees have taken over the stadium. They're the wrong sort of bees, so they want to control them. And now mm-hmm. Burns and Lisa have a common enemy. And you know what? They could have had a really cute resolution about, like, making some kind of cure for bee measles or beezles as they said yep now i love a good twerge but fuck you frank that was not good <laughs> i thought jeff bezos was gonna come back at that stage because it's beezles and bezos <laughs> sounds like similar i'm yeah. jeff bezos <laughs> you know, more- i wet myself <laughs> it was just apple juice from before i feel like the more satisfying third act might have been the bees take over the stadium but it's mr burns's stadium so he owns the bees now so he owns the honey oh. and the pollination tightening his grip on this town yeah but now we're getting into what we'd change about it which speaks a lot about how much heart is in this episode yeah the fact that i've already forgotten that was the question <laughs> but ultimately though guys did it feel like an episode of the simpsons it felt like monty can't buy me love which was an episode of the simpsons so... yeah with an equally ridiculous kind of premise yeah Lockdance Monster or B-Mutation Stadium. Yeah, and we're just doing essentially another Lisa conservation environment animal episode. And unfortunately, yeah, this was their opportunity to sort of say something and it didn't feel like they did. No. But again, character integrity, I don't think anyone's off. No. Mr. Burns kind of wholeheartedly accepting he needs to be this different character for some reason. Oh, yeah, just because that billionaire is... Instead of wanting love, he wants attention this time, which doesn't seem really like him. He talks about fun. Is that how you pronounce it? I've only ever seen it Uh, written down. mm -hmm. Stupid line. And, yeah, we see him at the billionaire's camp. He has a great time with his friends, with his peers, his equals. Mm -hmm. Doing equally zany stuff. Like, this is Burns going for a skinny dip. (laughs) I mean, it's no sliding down a flying fox with a flare but i mean oh, i mean it's still there. shooting priceless works of art with archery yeah it's stuff. just arrows <laughs> with archer <laughs> arrows yep i know that's supposed to be like oh they're ridiculously wealthy so they're destroying the mona lisa but it's like who would actually do that though i don't know so, if you got destroy the mona lisa money why not destroy the mona lisa yeah but why would you <laughs> that's a really bad investment well it seems like they've put the money equally into figuring out how real life quidditch will work yeah oh yeah wackiness we didn't talk about yeah. yeah quidditch brooms exist powered by money mm. <laughs> that's why we'll never have one 
<laughs> it takes a hundred billion dollars to play one game. It reminds me of the South Park the AIDS episode. Oh yeah, like, yeah. Magic Johnson had it. It's just like, well, I just sleep like everyone else. He just sleeps on like millions and millions and millions of dollars of cash. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Brilliant. <laughs> so I mean, about the billionaires retreat as well. I like Mister Burns in the in his element here. Yeah. And yeah. I like the poker game as well with all those guys. Yep, offers up Smithers. Yeah. <laughs> I like how Smithers is objecting and he goes, bets don't talk. Yeah. It was a weird Powerport, the Austin Celtics yep. that were brought in, I guess because it had to make it by the rich Texan, but I don't know why like, Why couldn't he just own the Boston Celtics or, or just San any An- team or the San Antonio Spurs or the Houston Rockets who are both Texas NBA teams. Or just a Springfield team. Why yeah. not? Yeah. Rich Texan, he's a resident of Springfield. I don't yeah. know why he didn't have a Springfield team. Yeah, his yeah, name true. is Richard Texan as we've discovered. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Is he actually from Texas? That's a, does have the accent, that's a question. I guess. Yeah, but did he just put it on? Is it because he's it like, well, rooms. I am a rich Texan, so I'm going to dress and sound like this. Yeah, could be. So yes or no, would you watch this one again? Uh, I don't really see a reason. I think I'd probably skip it, yeah. Yeah, me too. Again, hangover test, yeah, but it's very ignorable. Even if I was hungover, I think I'd be like, no, skip it, skip it, skip Skip it. Skip to something a little better. It'd be a phone episode, you know. It's the one you get, I'd go to the bathroom, make a snack. No, I'd like nap. I'd just go back to sleep. And I'm like, and if that's the point, I'm just wasting electricity, so I might as well just turn the TV off. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) It doesn't even pass the electricity (laughs) test for you. (laughs) Exactly. You are not worth the four cents of electricity. This is a waste of megawatts. (laughs) Yeah. That that just made me think of like a new version. It's like the death row test where you can live, you go, can only watch this episode and then we'll execute you. Or would you rather just go straight to execution? I'll just get over (laughs) with it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Which makes it sound much worse than it is. Just incredibly bland. Not waste so, any time, shall we? Yeah. Well, how about you, BT? What would you like to change about this episode? Keep the bees on Lisa's face. Mm-hmm. I think it'd just be funnier watching her go through a day with a beard of bees. Yeah. I don't know what yeah, else like to do with it. In but... class and things like that. That'd yeah, be maybe, fun. Maybe she starts sure. commanding them a little bit, takes on some bullies, does some, I don't know, something. But Oh, uh, yeah. And if she gets comeuppance, like, because we see the bullies picking on kids in the, yeah. the episode, so that'd be a good way for, yeah. She becomes Bee Girl. No, yes. it's a terrible name. The Queen but... Bee. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. You know, there's something to be got. It's not a amazing. Stinger. But it just sounds like more fun than what we got. So. Yeah. How about you, Jordan? What would you like to change? <laughs> yes mm? do uh, it change it to an episode <laughs> worth keeping the power on for yeah exactly <laughs> I, what would I change it's a really tough question mm? I think that I'd like to see more from the billionaires but less Mark Cuban one of my last notes is Mark Cuban is dumb but no stay at the billionaires camp there'd be something to mind from that for sure yeah I, and I know that Burns is rich, but like then you could do when he first becomes a billionaire and first gets mm. invited to camp and like how that pans out and first how, day at camp, yeah, <laughs> and how he learns like the handshake or something. Like, and I, given that he's only like just in the billionaires club by yes. well seven hundred million dollars, but yeah, still, yeah, <laughs> yeah, something like that. Like, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a bit more about that because I think that looked like he was having a lot of fun, and I'd like to see a bit more of that. Yeah, I'd almost like to see a wet hot. Springfieldian summer or whatever yeah. Like. yeah because I think there was something funny to be mined from him getting thrown into the millionaires camp as well and I would have yeah. kind of liked to see an episode where he was like rustling the millionaires to make him a billionaire again. Yeah, that sounds good. Where we've done episodes where he's like, he's lost his fortune and gotten it back. But yeah, yeah where it's more like he's still super rich. He's just got to earn yeah. like another 50 to 100 million dollars or yeah, something like he had, that. Like the millionaires play the billionaires in some kind of game at some point. And he rallies yeah. the team or yeah. something. Oh, it's they, like they longest yard or something. Or Revenge of the Nerds yeah. or something. But it's the yeah. other way around. Yeah, that sounds kind of funny. I'd be on board with that. 
Yeah, I'm just going to reiterate what I said before. I wish Burns and Lisa had to work together at some point and they had a common interest in helping the bees and yeah, yeah, have Burns owe the bees but like not be able to manage it because it's environment and he doesn't care about it. Yeah, that's fine. Something like that. Yeah. The, Strange bedfellows kind of thing. Yeah, totally. So guest stars of the episode, yeah, we already mentioned Jeff Bezos and uh, Mark Cuban, but there was also Marv Albert, who's an American commentator. Oh, he's the guy that's like... It's not even my mic anymore. It's, it's just bees. bees. <laughs> yeah. Are they stinging me? Yes, they are. I kind of like that bit. <laughs> that yeah. one was that was good. Yeah, most of my favorite material was in like the last minute of this episode. <laughs> yeah. But then, yeah, I didn't really like Mr. Burns still living in the stadium. He was doing yeah. a little bit of like the casino episode there. Yeah. Why? No, no reason to. And Mukmoo just... He has to be there when Lisa shows up. Yeah, not good. He has to be there. <laughs> Guess you had to be there. <laughs> Musical moments of this episode. Did any music stand out to you guys? Yeah, the music that kept playing whenever Lisa was in the greenhouse. I believe it was Sting. Yeah. <laughs> I'll see myself out. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, uh, there was a little bit of Groundskeeper Willie playing Amazing Grace on bagpipes. Yeah, that's right. That was kind that's of appropriate. True. I actually did like that shot where, yeah, there was a bit of nice parallaxing animation there. It was power relaxing. <laughs> the bagpipes playing Amazing Grace weren't. No, I respect bagpipes players. I just don't know if there's ever a really inappropriate time for them. Yeah, like I've got, it must be hard to play those things. I'm just saying, you're never going to see relaxing bagpipe music for meditation. No. You know what the worst part is? You think about how hard you had to practice to learn to play bass or guitar oh, mm-hmm. or whatever right or flute and you can do that acoustically or just like with an electric thing not plugged in and no one hears how bad you are <laughs> the bagpipes yeah incredibly difficult to practice it's like the violin in the sense that until you're pretty good at it you're terrible yeah it's like, it's like bagpipes is just one of those instruments it's just unfortunate from start to finish <laughs> that's been jordan's review of bagpipes, bagpipes. <laughs> Come back next sponsored. for my review of the oot. Not <laughs> sponsored by bagpipes. <laughs> BT, do you have any other notes? I do not. I ran out like five minutes ago. Nice. I'm jealous. <laughs> Jordan, do you have any other notes? Yeah. One was like, I loved the the very opening line is like, oh, check out this exposition where Smithers is like, well, we're two minutes away from landing from that billionaire's camp that we're going to. And I was yeah. like, cool, yeah. good. Good way to do that. Yeah. Smart writing, <laughs> could guys. Have, could have done that with a sign. Yeah, exactly. Welcome billionaires to camp. The end. Yeah. Skinner took his pants off before, like he walks into the bathroom and obviously begins taking his pants off. Yeah. Before he even notices that there are other like women in yep. the thing, and then he runs out with his pants like also, like holding them up. Yep, it's a joke I like as well, but obviously, like he'd know. Yeah, he would know where the men's room is in his own school. Yeah, yeah. men, the room for me. Which is a shame because that is the part of the joke that I like. Yeah, the Homer gay joke was a little bit, a bit much. Yeah. Which one was that? It was the one where Mo is explaining to Homer how they're gonna like make the bees oh, fuck yeah, yeah. right. And then Homer's like, what, you and me? Like, no, the bees, you idiot. Yeah, he's like, what oh, the hell? No, uh, of course, that's what I meant, too. I don't have any inclinations. Yeah. I was like, so you do? For Mo. Which is really interesting. And um, that scene was weird as well. Uh, Mo getting the bees to get down to business. Puts a little microscopic bottle of champagne and stuff down. Yeah. Actually, this leads into, if you don't mind, a couple of Jordan's Anacornas. Couple of other 
it down on the table. I got us. Yep. We do not mind at all. <laughs> yeah, cool. The bees couldn't see the wine or the candles because yeah. they had a, a rag over them. Yeah, like, I, like, I like the visual gag of tiny things, but yeah, it was already he'd already covered them up and was like, well, going to go fuck now. When Mark Cuban is on the court and it's like the guy shoots a three and then he's like dancing on the center circle and like the game is still going. Yep. You can't just fucking dance in the... Anyway, uh, that's how crazy he is. You can when you got Mark Cuban money. I will say I did love the joke of Mr. Burns going, 2-0, oh, I'll run out the clock, boys. Run yeah. out the clock. <laughs> yeah, like the first quarter, yeah. yeah. Kearney, the joke about him reading back... What was written uh, yeah, and what was spoken. Went on a bit too. Like a stenographer. Mm-hmm. It was, I'm disappointed. I was so close to being a good joke. Yeah. But also, he begins reading what is written and then he begins reading, reading the, the, what, he reading. Just, what he just said yep. and he, didn't, he hadn't written it down. His pen did not ah. move. His pencil didn't move. But he was reading it like he was reading off the paper. So unless he has kind of like a magic well, Also, he was um, pen. he read all the way up to him beginning to read from the pad, but his pad was in the pocket when he was asked to read. Yeah, exactly. So How was he writing it down on that pad? Is he a wizard? Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, that's a joke that I almost liked and now I like even less now that we've picked it apart. Yep. Or exposed him for being a wizard. <laughs> yeah. Was that all your notes? That's everything. Time for my final notes. Final notes. I like how Homer was like knew the lotto numbers and like kept getting <laughs> yeah. them right and then just goes, eh, boring. Yep. Just like, 17, duh. 14, yeah, obviously. Two, what? <laughs> the <laughs> Three, one surprised boring. Yep. Yeah. Homer is a god. <laughs> yeah, Homer had a couple of weird moments, like that Mo Gay joke and also like the uh, Homer's like, Oh, now I'm going to finish the job and kill these bees, and now there'll be no witnesses. Yeah, oh, yeah the queen this time did. no screw-ups. Yeah, and he's putting on the gloves, and it's really threatening. It's like, mm-hmm. why is this happening? Yeah. And similarly, when Marge is talking about the greenhouse that she found, and it's like, oh, yeah, it's an old rundown nursery or whatever, and Homer's yeah. like, yeah, because I got put in charge of it. And it's like, why? Yeah, it was like the writers felt they had to explain how Marge knew about this place, but did it in such a way that raised more questions. And also took a time away from Lisa having a bee face. Mm-hmm. This was the best part of the story. Yeah. Bee face. I'm just glad that they didn't like either cut back to it or make that episode. Yeah. Yep. So, good. Fucking word. Kill his acorns and make him watch. I enjoyed that line as well. Yeah. I hated Homer when he opened the beehive and goes, and the bees all swarm out at him. Uh, a simple yes would have sufficed. Yeah, it was enough. Uh, well, this is too dumb for Homer. I was about to say the bit just before it was like, oh, "Are you guys angry?" And like, yeah, let's open the box and obviously find out that yes, they're all angry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you saw it coming from a while away. You didn't have fun, and then you just think Homer's dumb, and mm-hmm. it wasn't funny. Again, last few episodes we've been talking a bit about how they think it's funny when children just do adult stuff, mm-hmm. like when yeah. Lisa gets milk drunk here. Yeah. Um, well, give me the keys to my bike. Oh, I don't know if I should. I don't know why I have them anyway. Yeah, it was a bit... Why was she drunk anyway? I mean, I, milk. I, okay, I know for babies, but it doesn't really make sense for a child. No, it's just, oh, she's doing adult stuff. Funny. If she'd just been, like, sleepy, but mm-hmm. she was kind of surly, and that didn't make yep. sense. Yeah, I don't know. I'm just bored of them doing the whole, yeah. oh, the kid has had too much to drink of anything, so they're drunk now. Like how we saw Bart and Nelson. Yeah, with apple juice. Yeah. Oh, we've been poking foil all night. Fun fact, apple juice makes Mark Cuban pee his pants. <laughs> Mate, the wrong person. Fuck. Makes them all pee their pants. Billionaires yeah. all pee their pants. And my final note, going to end on a positive, but a not so positive one. It's a oh. B positive one. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> where yep, they I had quit. the bee bloopers and the bee was trying to like sting the mannequin. Yeah, yeah. there was more of that. That was Yeah, funny. me too. That's exactly what I was going to say. Bee attendance. It was like 498,000 yeah. or whatever. Yeah, not too bad. My favorite part of the episode and it was all of 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, because the bee's like stinging the guy. He's like, ah! <laughs> like yeah. trying to write it quickly up on he the screen. He is dedicated to that job. Yeah, he's like maybe they'll spare me if they see what I'm doing. <laughs> it is time to rank this thing on the Simpsons Index. I didn't have enough breath about. I was about to say. I know you really burned yourself out. <laughs> there. Good at Beastie Boys. It. It is time to rank this thing. Yep. I mean Beastie Boys. Yeah. <laughs> it is time to rank this thing. thing. <laughs> On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale that starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was meh, you give it a participant. But for the <laughs> good rankings, we got good, bronze, great. Oh no, we're supposed to do it together because that's you know how they all say the third word of every three words. You, you all you do it. Tell together. me to rank. <laughs> so we got good bronze, bronze great silver, silver, excellent gold. gold. But for the best, best. of the very best. <laughs> We have cubic zirconia. zirconia. <laughs> this went great. Uh, yeah. This is totally not going to get edited out. <laughs> can you believe, audience, this was one take? I can. <laughs> Let me go first. Let me show you how it's done. I am giving this one a participant. This is the most participanty participant that ever participated. BT, what do you reckon? Yeah, I was on like a mid-participant until I realized that Muckmoo bit is not actually based off of anyone, so it's a low participant now, but it's still a participant. It's so very forgettable. I actually f- have seen this one and forgot everything that happened. Totally. Jordan, finish it off. Sticking with an insect theme. Ooh, and Here sticking we go. Like I'm going to give it a partic-ip-ant. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I give that joke a participant. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Uh, that's about as funny as it gets in my life and on this episode. Mm-hmm. So, hooray. All right, guys. This will be a unanimous participant. This will be joining other unanimous participants, such as Prankster Rap, which we reviewed in the mm-hmm. Teenage Wasteland. My Fair Laddie, My Fair Lady. Mm-hmm. I need to make an episode called My Fair Lady just to complete the, like, A vowel oh, sounds. Yeah. Make it something about... The fat guy. Or I don't know. die fair lady. No. So they've replaced one of each word. Yeah, nice one. Oh, and it'll be joining other season 20 participants like uh-huh. Take My Life, Please, which was the first HD era episode. That's where Homer stares into the fortune telly soup. That was an oh, old one. Oh, yeah, the spaghetti sauce or something or whatever it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. God, that sounded really weird. It is. And also Father Knows Worst, which we reviewed in the last HD Wasteland. Yep. Where Homer, the helicopter parenting. Parent. Which yeah. I think we're all like, we kind of wanted to give it a bronze, but it just didn't get up there. Yeah, it's a shame. It's just so funny still metaphorically that an episode about helicopter parenting just never really got off the ground. Hey, <laughs> this is the birth of Elliot's comedy career. <laughs> all right, before we move on to the next one, is that reputation justified? Is that reputation justified? <laughs> Using the new variant. Oh, I like yeah, it. I well, that one. Good if one. you can't beat it, join it. <laughs> I think the old one was fine. It's it was just fine, but come on. I know what I'm outclassed. So, yeah, fighting out of the blue corner is Robert Canning of IGN. Ooh, Ooh Robert the Feather Touch Canning. He says 7 out of 10 for good. That's a 5 out of 10 in everyone else's game. Yeah. <laughs> with an episode like this, I'm never really annoyed by anything or find myself frustrated with the plot. I just don't laugh as much as I would have liked. I'm going to chalk Burns and the Bees up to lazy writing because I think the series can still do better than this. Yeah, seven out of ten. Yeah, but considering yeah. IGN scale starts at five out of ten, yeah. that's actually pretty much all right. 
God. Yep, and finding out of the red corner is a new one for us. <gasps> Steve Heisler of the AV Club. Steve the mm. Hustler Heisler. That's what, yeah. <laughs> Drives a Chrysler. <laughs> <laughs> he gave this episode a B. No pun. <laughs> he actually did. Um, which on their scale is actually kind of bronze-ish, maybe erring on silver, but not really. Mm. Sadly, the birds and the bees fell into the newish Simpsons trap. They tried to cram two major storylines into one already crammed episode. I think that's very fair. Yeah. I don't really think... It's not an already crammed storyline, and they're not very dominant storylines unto themselves. Yeah. And weren't major... They also really have no enthusiasm for counter-arguments, so... We say this a lot, but, you know, if you just focused on one or yeah. split them out or whatever, you know, great. You can have one episode where you just talk about, like, what did you say before? Colony collapse. I feel like you've, like, researched that. Oh, yeah. Connolly, Co- Connolly collapse disorder. Yeah, that's when Billy Connolly's family. <laughs> he just gets too drunk or, yeah. <laughs> oh, I fucking... He just falls fuck. over. Yeah, that's kind of what makes me disappointed at this episode because we see an old man and the Lisa, you know, the little Lisa animal slurry. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, we have these two opposites in Lisa and Burns in so many ways that they do make great foils for each other. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was potential for these stories to work. It's just a shame they didn't. All right, guys, that was the 428th episode of The Simpsons. Now we're going all the way back to the 326th with Smart and Smarter. And we are back and we just watched our Teens Era episode, which was Season 15, Episode 13, Smart and Smarter. First released in February of Ought 4, it was directed by Stephen Dean Moore and written by one of my favourites, Carolyn Omni, in this episode. It's discovered that Maggie has a higher IQ than Lisa, and so Lisa gets, like, super insecure about it, and she tries to sabotage Maggie's learning, and then, in her shame, she runs away from home. Guys, what did you think? It's some fun. Yeah, it's better than the last one. A market improvement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For, for a season 15 episode, not not too bad. I mean, it has a plot, keeps a consistent tone, you yeah, know, all yep. those things. There are some actual hard moments. Yep. And I get some laughs. I get yeah. some okay, almost laughs. I think this one might suffer a lot from the fact that I have seen it a few times before. Mm-hmm. So a lot of it's lost impact. Yeah. Well, yeah, just first off, play count. How many times have you seen this before today? Oh, maybe. Jordan? I think I've seen it before, but it's been a long time. Yep. Fun fact about me, this episode was the very last episode I ever recorded onto a VHS tape. Wow. Wow. Historic. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I had a few episodes recorded to tape here and there from Mm. the teens era. Ones that stick to mind are, like, when Santa's Little Helper becomes the new Duff Spokes dog. And, yeah, the Artie Ziff one that we reviewed with Maddie recently where... The Redux prom. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. And so, yeah, this one, like, I've got a weird nostalgia for it, but... I do sort of recognise, and it has been a while since I've seen it as well, that, yeah, it isn't the greatest episode, and it probably wasn't justified seeing it, like, 25 or 30 times for me. Yeah. Yeah, but, hey, this was the olden days. We had to watch what you could. Incidentally, just for our home viewers, what does VHS stand for? Video Hyper System. I don't know, actually. (laughs) (laughs) No reason. I just wanted to throw that out there. (laughs) BT, for better or worse, what is a moment from this episode that stands out to you? I really like that we do actually move to a Lisa storyline because there's only so much you can get from Maggie. Yep. But I do like Lisa's little identity crisis when she's like, if I'm not the smart kid, who am I going to be now? And I like that she tries a few different things out and to varying degrees of success, most of them terrible. Yep. Yeah, stand-up comic and goth girl with uh, Raven Crow never smiles. Yeah. (laughs) I kind of wish they'd stuck with it maybe a little bit more because a lot of the times they have like, they used to go to the psych gag of her running in and being a different thing. 
and then just changing. Nothing really goes wrong except yeah. for the soccer one. It's a bit of a shame. It feels like there was something else to get there. But I like the idea that, yeah, I think we've all had that moment of like, who am I? Mm. What you do know? I do in What's this world? What's my thing? Like, yeah. which archetype am I in my friend group? <laughs> <laughs> am I the George? Oh, shit. <laughs> you think you're a Jerry and realize you're a George. Yeah, everyone yeah. wants to be the Kramer, thinks they're Jerry and is actually the George. <laughs> That's the old saying. Well, if you're a George, you know what to do, though. Mm-hmm. You just do the, the opposite, opposite of yeah. everything that you think. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree with you because even the stand-up comic and the goth thing, I didn't really enjoy that much of how either of those it, things it played out. It was more out. the idea. Yeah. Like, she is kind of an ass to Milhouse. who's like, you want to go to the cemetery and make out? She's like, uh, make out this with this rock for an hour. Like, you could just say no. Oh, and then Milhouse is like, yes, mistress. That yeah. was like... Mm. The character models for some of them were a bit creepy as well. Like, the goth one made her look really quite strange. It looked really weird in her head. Her eyes were huge compared to the size of her head. And... Well, yeah, because that black eyeliner just makes your eyes yeah. pop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, no, it was a, it was an interesting sequence. Mm. I did like her Smithers inspired whippet costume as well. Yeah, that was yeah. a weird. <laughs> I'm gonna try and be a cowboy today. Yeah, she, hey, Lisa, she, does she Wait. crack Millhouse's sandwiches yeah. in half? Yeah, again, okay. just shitting on Millhouse, poor yep. kid. How about you, Jordan? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? It's just that opening sequence with the kind of escalating violence in the bathroom. Oh, with the squat and squirt. Yeah, like it kind of goes out and it's like a harmless prank, but then it's like they're really beating on each other, like the strangling and like the shoving the electric toothbrush like right up his <laughs> nose. And then, you know, I kind of feel like that was saved by deferring from what was going on. And going, I'm taking everyone out for pancakes. And yeah. later on, do we ever turn that water off? Yeah, <laughs> yeah <right. laughs> taking everyone from the tacos or nachos. <laughs> and yeah. then, yeah, Marge was happy with this. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, tacos because you know Marge she can't resist tacos mm-hmm. but I loved that bit as well because they were like almost thought they were in trouble and it's like what's going on in there <gasps> it's old lady Simpson like, yeah. I really enjoyed that moment but I kind of agree their actual fight was, was a, a bit, bit tedious yeah. yeah yeah I think it's also because this is the missing link between you know like early Simpsons violence where it's just mm. like a strangle or whatever mm. and then you get to like yeah. Love is a many strangled thing where it's like explicitly, yeah. you know. Or where Mr. Burns just shoots a dude and you watch him bleed. Yeah. <laughs> where like the wacky violence got like, oh, this is getting a little bit over the top now. Yeah. I guess because they had to escalate it at some point. So I yeah. Yes, but even then it's like, get it? He's bleeding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's Whereas too much. Whereas this one, it was like a Barton Homer fight using the props that were available to them in the yeah. bathroom. You know, the electric toothbrush yeah. up the nose, the toilet brush in the mouth. Ew. <laughs> I, think, I think what maybe bothered me was that they were kind of like going, ha, 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 ha. But it was almost like that type of laughter where you like kind of malicious. Uh, right. It was filled with malice, rather. It wasn't malicious. Right. Yeah. It made me go a bit like, oh. This laughter is a mask. You're really taking it too far, both of you. Mm. Please, yeah. Mm. I don't know. I think it was a funny way to open the episode, though. And mm. I appreciated Homer just, his prank just going awry from the very second it started. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yep. then him getting pushed on the toilet and he's doing the exact same pose as the... As the guy on the box, yeah. And Yee-yow. says, yeah. He obviously doesn't know when Bart poops. Because, I mean, I, I don't know about you guys. I like. I mean, I have like, I have, like a schedule. Wow. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like 10.30. Well, that's my question to you. When you were living with anybody, did you have an idea of their poop schedule? 
No, I just think I don't have a child, but I figure that I'd be like, oh, okay, I know when things are because because you know you're ready to be like, did you wash your hands or yeah. whatever? Yeah, that's right. I did kind of forget that when you're a parent, your child's feces is actually a very big part of your life now. Huge, yep, massive. <laughs> and I'd say the moment from the story that stood out to me was the whole museum thing, mm. like. It was something that I quite enjoyed about the story, but also when you start picking apart the big human display, the story starts to become undone, you know? Yeah. If you think about it too much, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like why is there a walkway up to go to the tongue even? If it can swallow people, yeah. Was that control deck always there when Lisa was walking up? I don't think it Look, was. No, it was a homer's watch thing. I think if you're familiar with museums, all you have to know is when you notice something like that, a wizard did it. Oh, right, right. Because, yeah, if you know your history of wizards... <laughs> <laughs> it's a dark and blood-filled tale. Yeah, you read tale. the plaques on all the things in a museum and it just says wizard did it. <laughs> it's it's ironic, really, that they called it the Natural History Museum. Yeah. When it was when nothing natural going wizards. on in that building. The entire world is just a, a synth. It's a yep. farce. Yep. People yep. are all like, oh, the Earth is round, oh, the Earth is flat. And wizards are like... Pfft. It's whatever we want it to be. <laughs> Today, it's a triangle. Yeah, mm. fuck you. What are you going to check? <laughs> yeah, once you pick apart and the whole walkway up to the human thing, I think it's weird. And it's also, why are these functions there? How does they get food into that giant model? Anyway, I have questions. <laughs> yeah, it's like that, um, the museum in Tasmania, the really weird one. Oh, uh, the modern art one with the thing, the machine that digests. That, yeah, that and simulates shits. the human stomach. Fuck, the thing's stupid. Yeah. Fuck, right? Yeah, yeah, they feed it and then they kind of simulate it like getting digested and then pooping and stuff. It smells. It smells bad. Really? Really bad. Oh, can you imagine? It what? sounds like so much fun, though. What was it's the name what? of the place called? It's uh, the one with all the vaginas. Yeah, I know. Yeah, no, literally. He's not even... Yeah. Literal yeah. wall of, like, plaster cast plaster vaginas. vaginas. All different kinds. I mean, to be literal, it's labias, but, you know. Yeah. The whole thing is basically underground as well. It's a bizarre place. There's a machine that shits and it makes you hate art because it exists. There was a room where you could just go in and sit on a chair and you got given, like, a pair of, like, industrial headphones and you just sat there in silence and looked out the window. I thought you were talking about the room where they, like, get you to sort seeds. Oh, yeah, counting the, the rice and the yeah. lentils. Yeah, there was another one. There was a Marina Abramovich installation where you go into this plain white room. There's people in lab coats, and you do not talk. You just get a piece of paper and a pencil, mm -hmm. and they dump a whole pile of rice and lentils mixed up in front of you, and you've just got to count how many of each there are. You can do as many as you want or as little as you want. Stay for as long as you like. Yeah. It's just like a social experiment, and they film it. Yeah, it's going to be like a Zen thing of something. I don't know. And then I yeah. kind of butted heads with one of the museum curators who's all like, oh, did you enjoy it? Like, no, I mean, I felt like I got it already. And it's like, well, I don't think you never really get it. Yes, I got it. I get <laughs> art. Fuck you. <laughs> was in my head. I didn't say that out loud, but you know. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a strange place. Wasn't that the place that had like two parking spaces? One said God and the other says God's bitch. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's funny. Visit Tasmania today. Yeah. <laughs> See vaginas. <laughs> the Simpsons Index, not brought to you by Tasmanian Tourism. <laughs> well, yeah, the shitting machine as well. Like, it's just, how does this machine play out as well? Does this thing actually shit? Because it isn't implied. Maggie hit the red button. It mm -hmm. said evacuate. The Simpsons were evacuated. Into the pool yeah so is that what happens with this display i Let, have questions let's just assume that every hour on the hour museum attendants come up and feed it pills and put it through its digestive process so people can learn about the body mm. i guess no it's like a volunteer it's kind of like the lottery oh wow <laughs> and then they just shove a person in there to make sure the crops grow mm. <laughs> 
So what did you guys think about the police as well getting swept up in the puzzles of the museum as well? Again, I like the idea. I don't think they quite landed it with the jokes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I get what we're trying to do. It's not very natural history museum. That's more like a science museum, I would say. Stuff let's, like let's that. Let's assume it's basically Questacon. Yeah. But I mean, it distracted. It didn't detract, but it distracted, yeah. I think, I think, from the story. It. Yeah. At least it sort of kept looking like the police were involved in this story. And to yeah. be fair, they were the ones who did find Lisa. But mm-hmm. yeah. I won't be filling out a positive comment card for them in the no. future, that's for oh, sure. Oh, I guess you don't want Lisa to be found then. Yeah, what'd you guys think of that? Because I'm not actually into that joke. They do it in... My store is exempt because yep. we're too small and we don't do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. But it's really, really fucking stupid because... Sorry to detract, but I feel this is important. That's right. One to five is a detractor. Six, yeah, yeah, seven, one to six. One to, one to six is detractor. Seven and eight is neutral. Yeah. And nine and ten are promoters. And what's dumb yeah. as fuck is this is they don't look at the comments when they're rating your store. So people's like bonuses and shit rely on this. Mm. And so you get people who go in, don't do anything big and just grab something and leave. But when they go to review it, they're like, oh, you know, five, that's fine. I did nothing. And so, but that counts as a detractor. That counts as a negative yeah, yeah. to them when the person was, to- and then you read it like, was totally happy. You're like, fuck, this is stupid. Yeah, yeah. So getting a 10 is a big fucking deal. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's very it's annoying. It's a dumb as fuck system. But. Well, I mean, yeah, it's the same as people yelling throughout their podcast. Give us a five star on iTunes. By the way, yeah. give us a five star on iTunes. Like, that'd be yeah, good. That'd be real good. I'm not going to downgrade the quality of the podcast if you don't give us a five star review. We just really like one. Yeah. Our sponsor, don't nobody, th- will just be angry. Don't you think we deserve <laughs> a five star review? We do. Don't you have a lot of fun listening to us? How about the wackiness of this episode? Oh, yeah. Bart's confusing biology. He <laughs> gets the water spout shoved in his mouth and mm. it like starts spurting out his ears. Yeah, I don't like when they go too cartoony on yeah. their anatomy, stuff like that. Because it happens yeah. with Homer all the time. Yeah. His head expands and shit. I mean, look, a whole working body yep. in a museum is pretty wacky. Also, well, like- uh, Maggie's potential classes, Advanced Peekaboo and Got Your Nose and Other Lies. <laughs> I did love those. Those were very cute. Yeah. yeah, and I guess we can talk about this in terms of wackiness. Homer's obsession with the phonics frog. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Though. Yeah, yeah, that was some of my favorite material of this episode. Yeah. I mean, a bit brutal yeah. when he comes back and says, Ho-Atomer is very disappointed in you. Yeah. 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 It's like, well, a bit brutal there, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. but when he's sleeping. Yeah, that was great. That was good. I think we all laughed at that. Yeah, and like from the get-go, when like he real, this is Ha Omar Er's doctor. He is too sick to work today. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> Although Jordan Sainal corner. The word Ha Omar Er is the only one it set out phonetically. Yeah. yeah. All the other ones are the full words. All the other words were just the same. I think it would. Yeah. From a comedic pacing, I think it would have just been annoying to do the whole thing like that. Yeah. As long as we're in the JAC. Yes. Sorry, that Jaatsa. Um, ja- oh. The jacket. You're going to jack it? All right, go for it. <laughs> God damn you. Sorry. Lisa has a saxophone where we see her running away and she doesn't have it. Yeah. Yep. Well, no, no, I was just going to say there's no way it fits in her bag. No. Yeah, that's so. We may as well get them out of the way. Other Jordan's in the corner. Other Jordan's in the corner. The geography of their house doesn't work. Because, okay, you go yeah. up the stairs, you turn right, and the bathroom is there, right? Uh-huh. Except when they're like, oh, did we ever turn off that water? It falls above the couch. But the couch uh-huh. is like in front of the stairs. Yep. And even then, the bathroom has been shown to be the left other side of the hall as well. Yeah, exactly. We're watching you, Simpsons. Yeah, we yes. saw. We'll be watching you. So other wacky moments, you know, fantasies we kind of, mm-hmm. uh, and dreams we put into the wackiness category. So Lisa has a dream that's based on whatever happened to baby Jane. Yes. Yeah. 
Yeah. What do you guys think of this dream sequence here? You looked crazy. It did look creepy and crazy, so that worked quite well. Yeah, yeah that looked like Lisa from the daddy-daughter gambling episode. Get me yeah. some more chips. <laughs> also, the idea that Maggie like grew up to be like a girl who just doesn't speak mm. and still has a dummy incredibly creepy it still has the phonics frog though yeah <laughs> yeah i think they've always managed to make a good joke about maggie in the future and excusing yeah. her for not talking yeah i do really like the lisa wedding in the future one where it's yeah. every time she gets just gets interrupted yeah and they even like make a big deal that yeah. she's a singer as well she's got a stellar voice so. yep. yeah <laughs> yeah so this was to me another example but yeah there is an added layer of creepiness if she's still got a pacifier at yeah whatever age uh, that is also on wacky one of the um fancy school people I don't know what to call him. Walks it. Simon Cowell calls her and she just walks in and goes, this better be good. I was choking on something. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't get it entirely, but I still got to laugh because it's a good way to enter a room. Yeah, absolutely. And actually, we can talk about them and the wackiness of the ending and how it turned out Lisa was feeding Maggie the answers, mm-hmm. which yep. it was a bit, uh, that's a convenient excuse, but... I think they actually made it look believable and then went to the nth degree with the... And she gave the other answer, which was a California condor. <laughs> yeah, doing the shadow puppets. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. also led in with a bit of wackiness where it's like, how did you get in here? Oh, your butler let us in. And she cuts to <laughs> Mo, who's like, I'll explain later, just play along. I love this. Yeah. This little yeah. mini sea story right at the <laughs> yeah. end. Where see, we... They just don't give you anything. Yeah. And you just want to know so much more. Yeah, that's good. And the only other and final scene of this with Barney dressed up. Oh, give me a hand, please, maid. You promised no one would get hurt. Like, he there was... was a plan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there's a plot. There's a plan. There's so much going on. I do really like that bit. He yeah. looked great as well. Barney. Mm-hmm. Like, he yeah, was man. all clean shaven, his hair yep. was combed and shampooed, and he was pulling off work, that dress, Whatever sir. this heist is, they are working hard yeah. on it, and they're getting away with it. Yeah, <laughs> for real. Motions. He... Two. <laughs> um, because Oceans 12. Oh. I like it. I like it a lot. Motions okay. 2. Gotcha. <laughs> um, uh, Homer's dolphin impression as well. That was pretty wacky. Yeah. But silly. Mm. Yeah, I felt like that kind of ruined the joke of Homer. Hey, I got the same answer as her, Maggie. Yay. Yeah. And then he breaks out into a dolphin yeah, impression. Yeah, because Simon Cowell was like, this will make you as smart as a dolphin. Yeah. yeah. What do you guys think of Simon Cowell anyway? He did fine. It was fine. The only thing I didn't like was the credits bit. Oh. Because it was so close together and you're like, which name is he referring to? Yeah. But then there was some like a gap of like five seconds mm. and then one and then a gap of three seconds and then a few squeezed in. It's and whatever they could write jokes about and not every, yeah, yeah. They fill it all up. Yeah, in the teens era, the Simpsons were really getting into doing the improv over the credit scene. Like mm. you might remember from the Mansion family where Homer's crying and saying that all these people are rich. <laughs> not as rich as they should be, of yeah. course. <laughs> or in Bart Starr, one of your favorite episodes, Jordan. <laughs> It keeps coming up. It's not. It's not my favorite. It's it's a good episode. I just really love the credits of yeah. that one. That's, Which one's that? That's the your cut. Oh, right. Kessler, I already cut you. <laughs> your, your, your cut too, Shushi. Shushi. Yeah, exactly. Okua <laughs> Warahua, <laughs> 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 your cut. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know what nervous. all you guys are doing here because you're all cut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I love that moment from your favourite episode, yeah. Jordan. It, and, um, well, it's a good throwback to his favourite episode as well, because it's, <laughs> he says that a bunch in the episode. Yeah. Martin yeah. is cut, Wendell is cut. Yeah, so Simon Cowell was playing a character that was very much Simon Cowell. Well, even in the credits, he says Simon Cowell as Simon Cowell. Yeah. So oh, how original. Yeah. But yeah, in this episode, he is billed as Henry. Henry. How about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel bumps? 
I mean, a little bit for Lisa feeling, you know, out of place now and yeah. a little bit lost and uh, jealous and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Going through like a midlife crisis at the age mm. of eight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, seeing as no one knows when the middle of their life is. That's true. Oh, that's dark. It's good yeah. enough to have, yeah. just, just have an ongoing yeah. crisis. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd better start now just to be sure. Get a mm-hmm. head start. I really felt for, I felt Maggie's frustration and kind of helplessness as yep. well when she's mm. at the controls yeah. and she's very upset. She can't seem to help her family. She doesn't know what to do and yep. she's bawling. Mm-hmm. It's very sad. And there's a nice little bit of Maggie vision where the buttons just turn to like fun play things and yeah. as it would because she's a baby. Yep. Absolutely. And when Lisa comes back to the scene and she helps her and you see her tugging on the red dress, like mm-hmm. this is a heart moment that's also setting up the... Yeah, the reveal of how Maggie is appearing to be a genius. Yeah, because yeah. she gets it instantly. It's like, oh, right. I point to my dummy. I get it. Yeah, red. Gotcha. Mm. Yeah. I did like, as well, it was a half a heart moment where Lisa was like apologizing to Maggie using words that she could not understand surely mm. but like I, I promise I'll be the role model the only yeah. Marge just cutting her off me <laughs> for god's sake just get her to press the button Bart drowning his father to stay afloat yeah, yeah as you would yeah but yeah what do you reckon did Lisa overstep with teaching Maggie that the word for dog was spelt octogenarian yeah see when that happened I was like oh Oh, I hope I hope that gets sorted because I don't want to see this like take a dark turn or something. Yeah, and, and it be like Lisa ruining Maggie's mm. chances at something or like yeah. And so when she was immediately punished or yeah. for it, I was like, okay, thank goodness, right? That's good. And then that actually meant that Lisa was went on a new path and kind of her story changed and and went in a different direction. And I liked it a lot more. Yeah, well, I mean, it gave a justification to leave in shame because what she did was fucking shameful. Mm-hmm. And I felt like it was almost a character break, but then... Yeah, well, the fact that we've built up to it a little bit with you know, Lisa's yeah. loss of identity and feeling like an idiot. And I do like Bart's line. It's like, with Marge and Homer, like, well, all the kids are smart. Some are just smarter than others. Yeah. And Bart's like, welcome to the others. Yeah, <laughs> I love that, that he knows exactly, oh, yeah. but he's totally okay <laughs> with it. He's it's gotten like, used to it. The yeah, yeah. Others. Ah, that was a good act break. Yeah. Yeah, he's had his time to be shocked and, like, no, he knows his place. I think, as well, in that moment where Homer does say, I agree with your mother, you know, you've disappointed us. Yeah. She kind of runs off crying. It's hard, right? Because you think Lisa's a bit of an exception, but as a child, they really don't have any way of telling you how they're feeling or what emotions they're feeling mm. or anything else. And it'd be hard for her to explain. Like, I just need some kind of validation. You know, I still want you to show mm. me that, you know, I'm not worthless or, or anything yeah. that I was the previous day after finding out that Maggie was supposedly very smart. And I think it would be very hard for her. And I think you kind of got that a bit. There's a great back and forth with Marge. She's like, but if I'm not the smart kid, who am I? And Marge's like, I'm going to write something down. And it'll let you know. <laughs> Look, you are Lisa Sims. Like, uh, I've already got one of those. Yep. Calling back to one of the biggest heart moments. I'd say the heartiest moment of the Ooh. entire Simpsons run. Wow. Of, um, the Mr. Bergstrom thing. Yep. Fair enough. Uh, yep. It's pronounced Boogerstrom. <laughs> or Nerdstrom. I've often thought about doing advertising for the podcast in real life and just handing out bits of paper to people that say, uh, you are Lisa Simpson. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I like it. And the other heart moment that I want to leave on is when Lisa does go to sleep on the tongue and she's like, she's got the picture of her family and she's all mad at them. Oh, stupid Maggie, you're stealing my thunder. And, oh, and realizes she's on the bitter side of the tongue and not yep. the sweet. Although... Jordan's anal cord. Shut uh, up. We know tongues don't work that yeah. way. They didn't even do it the right 
like yeah, the, right the way the right people think. That yeah, it, it was always going to be like, oh, it's the tip versus the sides versus the middle or whatever. It wasn't even the right wrong. <laughs> I like your Louis Thoreau voice there. Thank you. I didn't even know I was doing it, but I'll keep wasn't it. Wasn't the tip or the sides? <laughs> I know. Or am I doing Ringo? I don't even know anymore. Bust of Queen Victoria, help us. <laughs> so ultimately, though, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Sure. Yes. I'm going to say yes. Lisa having trouble with not being the smartest person in yep. town, <laughs> essentially. I think you could say that, yeah, Lisa had a character break by teaching Maggie the wrong word, but I think yeah, it was think built they, up enough. They earned it well enough. Maybe not as much as they could have. And they also punished it, and Lisa mm. uh, responded by being shameful. So, yeah, yeah, it worked. She's done, like bad things before and regretted them and i think she instantly regretted this one too as soon as she yeah. was find out and yeah it was just more the fact that yeah her jealousy got control of her and yeah and as terms of feeling like a simpsons episode on, on the whole like you can argue that the first five minutes are just yeah going between various shit until we arrive finally like because yeah they're going out for pancakes which mm-hmm. They just happen to see Apu in line for the nursery, so they're like, oh, now this is all that the story's about. Yeah, when yeah. are they going to get pancakes? <laughs> so, yes or no, would you watch this one again? Sure. Yeah, I would. I yeah. would, actually. Yeah, look, why not? I'm going to watch it again, maybe put it in a playlist. What playlist do we put it in? Uh, Lisa's Identity. So put it in with when she goes to the beach and tra- becomes a different person there. Yeah. Yep. Or uh, meets Bleeding Gums. Yeah, and I'd even say the Mr. Bergstrom episode as yep. well. I'd put it the one with the, the smart girl, the smart... What's... Allison. Oh, Allison. Allison. Yeah, definitely. But also Lisa's Lisa, Lisa Kudrow's character one as well. Yep. Where she's popular and Lisa is, has to like, yep. deal with Alex. that. Yep, sure. Maybe a Maggie playlist? Yeah. yeah. Simon Cowell appearances, pair it with that other one we watched with Simon Cowell in it where Mo becomes an American Idol judge. Oh, mm-hmm. and he's actually being Simon Cowell. Yeah. And I was about to say he's the answer to one of those trivia questions that I asked in one of those previous yeah. episodes. Ah, yes. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, the weird specific playlist of celebrities that have played both themselves and another character in the Simpsons episodes. Mm-hmm. This one doesn't really count since it's pretty much Simon Cowell anyway, yeah, no. but yeah. <laughs> it yeah, wasn't a stretch. Fine. Nice original casting there. Yeah, exactly. Children running away from home as well. Oh, mm. yeah, the runaway yeah. episode. Stowing away in a public building. So yeah. where uh, Bart hides in the mall. Oh, yeah. yeah. Or also when Homer and Lisa go oh. looking through the museum for the, yeah. the, uh, the egg. Uh, Orb of Isis <laughs> or, or whatever it yeah. is, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of playlists this could fit in. So, BT, what would you change about this episode? I'd spend a bit longer on Act 2. So maybe cut out a bit of those cop stuff that was eating up a lot of time. Yep. And just focus more on Lisa's loss of identity and earning those kind of moments we get a bit later. Sure. That'd be my main thing. Other than that, it all flows well enough. I think, yeah, maybe you could get away with the, um, you know, gigantic human digestive system, but it serves a purpose, so fine, whatever. But I just feel that there was yeah. a little bit more time spent on that because that's where our heart guts are. And I think there's also some jokes to be gotten from that as well. Yeah, and you can see the heart guts in that translucent skin model. Mm, they're right near the lung guts. <laughs> Jordan, what would you like to change? I think what you said before about, like, nothing really goes wrong with her other things. Like, oh, she tips over Dolph's lunch or something with the soccer ball. Mm. But, like, with the goth thing, it's just like, Melhouse wants to kiss me now. Yeah, I'm going to oh, not be goth. Oh, so I'm going to not be goth. I would have liked to have seen her, like, I don't know, try and do something a little bit different. Oh, and... 
skip maybe the stand-up comedian bit because that wasn't that and funny. That was the longest one and had the least. You know what? Yeah. Uh, how about she listens to goth music but can't play sax to it? So. Uh, yeah. Yeah, just other little things. Well, yeah, because on the stand-up bit as well, the point of that not working means that she has to tell a bunch of dud jokes and that's all it feels like. Mm. Yeah, exactly. I think you could have had ones where she's like, actually, I've always really wanted to be like this and people yeah. are like, no, 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 you look like a dog or whatever. But it was really just... She was almost her own saboteur, like with a lot of them. Yeah. Yep. So then we played eight, eight seconds of Who's That Girl? Yeah, exactly. Oh, musical moments. Yeah, that was the other one. Segway. By the Eurythmics. Oh. Like, Eurythmics, it... Eurythmics, we all scream for Rhythmics. Annie Lennox. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry? Was it Moon River that was playing as well? The montage of her in the museum after dark? Oh, I, I didn't so. recognize it. just sounded like generic like oh, music for me. Yeah. As she's like skating down the back of the... Brontosaurus or whatever it is. Yeah. What I'd like to change about the episode, hmm, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's not a great episode, but it is still good. I think, yeah. You just gave away your ranking, sir. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, yeah, there was probably a bit too much on the police. There was just probably just things given too much time in different areas. Like, I think Homer's contributions to this episode were some of the biggest, like, downfalls for me. Hmm. Is weird racism bit where he's like, no matter if it's a pizza place or a pancake place, all the workers are Spanish. And and his whole rant about Katie Couric being a successful dwarf and everything. Yeah, that's very strange. Yeah, so there's just a lot of jokes that I'd like to cut for better jokes, but I think mostly story structure and stuff, it's all there. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Give Lisa a bit more time with her hobbies and stuff. And yeah, actually see some of these go wrong. Like, what happened with hip-hop, Lisa? You yeah, know, I wanted to see her lose a rap battle or something. <laughs> I would have thought if she whipped Millhouse's sandwich in half, people would be like, yeah. yeah. Nicely done. I still, why did they include that? She'll never be a cowboy anyway. Whatever. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Well, actually, if that's something I'd change. I want Lisa to acknowledge what she did as a negative a bit more because... Yeah. It sort of just implied that she ran away out of shame, but I think the story made it more seem like that if I can't find my identity here, i got to find it elsewhere. Yeah, we went from I'm a bit bummed to I'm running away very quickly. Yeah, yeah, and she needed to spend more time stewing in the fact that she fucked up majorly and she absolutely shouldn't have done that to her sister. Yeah. BT, do you have any other notes? Indeed I do. There's a little sign that says, Guys, is nature's boring miracle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's in it. another good visual as she's washing her hair. Yeah. I kind of like jokes like that where they're hiding out in the location. The life in the museum kind of jokes. Yeah, I wish we got a little bit more of that. Yeah, and they're using all those things to their advantage. Well, <laughs> when she's hiding in that display and it looks like the sun is rising and then she kind of like pops up and it's just her hair. Yep. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's very cute. Very clever. Homer's putting up like missing posters that say, Free beer. Now that I have your attention, find my girl. Yeah. Yes, no free beer. That was very good not bad another variation on the sex now that i got your attention vote for bart yeah yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's an old one yeah, but it's yeah, a exactly. good one and my last is one that i shouldn't like given the character it comes from but i kind of like it as a slogan in general which is when yeah. apu's like we've only got enough tuition for two of you the other ones better luck next life yeah so given the fact that it's you know obviously a riff on his uh, hindu beliefs is a bit of a problem but i like it mm. just as a slogan or something to yell at your enemies before you kill them <laughs> Better, better luck in your next life. Wow. Yeah. Brutal. I know. <laughs> you saved at the save point. <laughs> Less cool. <laughs> yeah. Quick yeah. save, motherfucker. 
Jordan, do you have any other notes? I certainly do. Wow, you're smart enough to teach at Florida University. <laughs> oh, sick burn on Florida Take University. F you. Yeah. F you. F you. We love you, Florida. Yeah. Yeah. When Lisa's looking sad and Marge comes in and goes, "What's the matter, honey? Did the last of something die?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just like, oh, here we go, the old extinction thing yeah. again. Yep. Here's a question. Mm-hmm. How did you feel about Nelson just saying, you're gay to Lisa? I think it was of the time. I think it w- they do kind of illustrate as being something a bully of the time would yeah. say. Like It feels like the character is saying it, not the show. But then Lisa's like, well, actually, people who call other people gay are often masking their own latent homosexuality. Yeah. And then he just... Uh, 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 and like bursts out the fire door and rolls and says boys rule bullies rule oh yeah. bullies rule I thought he said boys rule and I'm like is he confirming then okay nah. but bullies rule okay that makes more sense more sense but it's not like right I would have been like yep. if he'd said well you're late not really understanding what she was yeah. saying mm. kind of gets what she's going on about a little too much yeah well I was just gonna say it's one of these things where Ha, I've proved you. This is a really dumb thing to say, but Mm -hmm. I don't feel like it was done in a clever way. No. And it is something that we need to address. And I do have a family member that I keep fucking arguing with over because they keep saying, oh, that's gay. And it's just so trite at this point. Yeah, yeah. It's so... Pretty pretty weak sauce. It's just you can't think of another word because he argues that's all he's doing. He's just substituting it for the word lame and that's not about homosexuality. So say lame then. Yeah, but I'm not going to say in front of mum, oh, mum, this cake fucks. <laughs> you know, I'll say to Beach when we're eating some cake, oh, Beach, this cake fucks. But you know, do you actually say that? <laughs> I don't know what point I'm trying to make. Yeah, I was about to say, wow. It's... Yeah, you, you're making the point of even though you can substitute some words for other words, giving context, it's usually yeah. not a good idea. And so, 100 percent of the time now, you're not going to be finding yourself in a situation where saying that's so gay will work in context because it's just a horrible thing to say. Mm. I realized I had two other quick little genres in the corner. Thank you. One is that it's canon now. Apu has had found a girlfriend, married given birth to octuplets they've grown up they're old enough to go to pre-kindergarten now and Mm -hmm. maggie is still the same age yep yep it still seems a little bit bizarre but that's fine and the other one was yeah the stomach that they were in like and this kept changing size because when they are knocked off the tongue they're hanging onto the uvula like it's this massive chasm below them like huge you can't even see the bottom and then there's points where it's like they're in the stomach and not even one of their heads would fit through the yeah, tube. Yeah, the there's a bit where it cuts back and you just see uh, Marge and Homer. And it's tiny at that point. Yeah. And then it's another angle and it's bigger. And it's, they're big and they're yep. floating all separately and everything else. And yeah, that was just a bit like, yeah. And the other thing was, um, there were so many witnesses to Lisa. Like Skinner keeps seeing her yeah. all over the place. So can we talk about this skin of yeah. This is one of my favourite parts of the episode, but it's weird for him just to be cutting down Lisa at every turn. And that he appears so many times, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's all organic. It's in the school and yeah, then at yeah. the Quickie Mart. I think their feeling was, if to do that joke multiple times with different people would feel more out of place than with the same person. Oh, yeah. The thing that makes it a bit more unrealistic is that she's standing outside the Quickie Mart and the doors are shut. Mm. She says something, the doors open, Skinner comes out and then does the line. But I think it... (laughs) But that was one of my favourites. I've got two cents. Surely people have started off with less. It's like, nope. (laughs) Never less than a dollar, yeah. (laughs) And it's time for my final notes. Yes, it is. We we never got theme song for that. Yeah, I know. Final, 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 final notes. 
when they're uh, lining up for the preschool or whatever and Marge has got Maggie into that, oh, she should have to worry about is the raspberry monster. Mm-hmm. There's just a weird, awkward, janky movement when she's giving Maggie yeah. the raspberry and the camera sort of moves and then the Simpsons walk in and they're just like awkwardly smiling at the situation. Yeah, they just stand there for a good two or three raspberries just watching. Yeah. It's, it's a bit unnerving, actually. Uh, I thought you were going to talk about how she exposes Maggie, Maggie's stomach like her clothing is like a skirt and shirt. Yeah. Like one big smock. Or maybe she knows how to pick the lock off the onesie with her mouth. She is a devious raspberry monster. <laughs> yes, it's true. That raspberry monster will get you. <laughs> this summer. <laughs> 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 yep. So then after that scene that they get rejected for Maggie to go to the school and then Marge at home goes, my daughter has no future. It's like, she's one. Yeah, you've gone through this with Lisa that you can't afford the good schools. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. I mean, but I know they have to drive no the story. future. Like, None. that was a bit extreme. Yeah. Homer's line, though, of, don't okay, she'll marry a grocer. They don't make much. One who steals from the till. You I don't need like to that. let me finish. Yeah, I kind of like that as well. We got a bit of time wasting as well with the cops that he was, was like, oh, she's eight. I thought you said 80. Yeah, that was kind yeah. of dumb. Yeah, it was just, yeah, some of these time wasting things like as well later on when it's like, what causes thunder? I think it's angels bowling. It was also stupid. I like the genuine befuddlement at all these uh, like optical illusions yeah. and things. Yeah. That was fine, but be like angels bowling doesn't fit what they were doing at that point. Yeah, it's just that Mark is too stupid. Yeah. I liked comic book guy, though, as he was getting the food lifted off him as well. Go ahead. You'll never find it all. <laughs> Baking muffins as we speak. Yeah. That does not sound good. No. no. I don't know where, where but, or what. That's where. Yeah. I was thinking like back <laughs> but rolls, muffins. but still, like, but you don't want to eat them. No. <laughs> Betty Crocker's back roll muffins. <laughs> no, like, don't put this in, but I remember seeing like a text message from Tumblr where it's like, do you know that the human butt is warm enough to hard boil an egg? And then someone's replied like, oh no, I'm not falling for that one again. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good bit. Very good. Again, more time wasting where they're putting up the signs free beer. It didn't work for the fondue set. Oh, why'd you take the children, not the fondue set? Why Santa? Again, too dumb. I shouldn't be bringing up all these negative notes right at the end of this conversation. No, I think you should. Uh, <laughs> it's really going to clash with the cubic zirconia or rape, rape, uh, I know, raging. right? Fuck, I can't talk. <laughs> and my final note, and appropriate given this was the last episode that I taped, they ended it up with showing the Simpsons a tape of the test and how Lisa was cheating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. There was Very a tape true. involved. That's tape. what I wanted to say. VHS. Yes. Which just so happened to be the camera angles that we as the audience were also watching. Yep. Yes. Mm. Convenient camera angles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it is time to rank this thing. Jordan, your turn to kick it off. Ooh, no bronze. I, I, I am going to give it a bronze. Yep. Considering whether it goes any higher, like I don't think it's good enough to go any higher than a bronze. Yeah, it's pretty good. I would watch it again, and that's like the kind of that cutoff. Some nice heart, which you don't often get in teens, so it's refreshing to yeah. see that. Yeah, pretty good. Two bronze. All right. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. I'm giving it a bronze. Look, I was actually bordering on a participant for it, but there is a lot about this episode that I like and definitely enough to push it up into the good rankings, one where I'd say that I'd watch it again. But, I mean, I just want to say for the audience at home right now that 
yeah, I'm not quite sure why I watched this episode so much. And <laughs> I've been thinking about why I would. And back in the day, you know, I was sick of all the Simpsons that were on syndication. Mm. And it was just sort of refreshing to see the Simpsons doing some new stories, I think. And so, yeah, I think that's why I was gobbling it up back in the day. But, yeah, it's not one that I'm actively going to revisit, but I'm certainly not turning it off. If it's on, BT, what do you reckon? Yeah, I'm going to sit on a bronze as well. I was, you know, halfway through debating bronze or participant, but now I have a good, I have a good enough time that this one's worth a bronze, but not too good of a time that it's worth a silver. Yeah. But, you know, it's got a fair story. It's consistent throughout. It could maybe use its time a bit better, but you know what? It's not a bad time at all. All right. Well, that will make this a unanimous bronze. It'll actually be the first bronze from season 15 to be entered into the spreadsheet. Wow. We'll be joining other bronzes as Homer's Night Out from season one. Remember yep. with the dancer and all that? Mm-hmm. The Trouble with Trillions with Bernsey and the Trillion yeah. Dollar Bill and the Trip to Cuba. Yep. I feel like I enjoyed this one more than that one. So. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was like a weirdly flat episode. Mm. And also Take My Wife's Sleaze, the yeah, motorcycle the one, yep. and John Goodman yeah, yeah. and all that. This feels about on par with that. Yeah, I'd say so. And The Falcon and the Doll Man, that weird Kiefer Sutherland oh, yeah. episode. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't too bad, that one. Yeah, okay, fair enough. It was weird. It wasn't really an episode of The Simpsons, but it was enjoyable television. Yeah. Got to see some guy just, like, flamethrowered to death. Yeah, and, that's right. Yeah, and Homer is trapped under ice. Yeah, hmm. yeah, it's like the Kiefer Sutherland show featuring The Simpsons. Yeah. All right, guys, that was the 322nd episode of The Simpsons. We are going all the way back to the 157th with Burns Baby Burns. We'll be back. Burns Baby Burns. Let's go Inferno. And we are back, and we just watched our classic episode for the evening. This was Season 8, Episode 4, Burns Baby Burns. First released in November of 96, directed by Jim Reardon, written by Ian Maxtone Graham, and this was actually his first writing credit for the series. Wow. Yeah, and Ian Maxtone Graham is a writer that, yeah, I absolutely adore. He was working on the series as a consultant prior to this. Mm -hmm. uh, And yeah, he is, as some people might know, the model for the very tall man from 22 short films. Ah, cool. Yeah, the one that Nelson finds something funny about the way he drives his automobile. Yep. Well, everyone needs to drive, even the extremely tall. Even Ian Maxtone Graham. Even the even Ian Maxtone Graham. And in this episode, the Simpsons go out to an apple cider mill, and on the way they meet a hitchhiker who is actually Mr. Burns' son, who turns out to be a loud, oafish, boorish character. You know, someone that Homer Simpson could be friends with, but not someone that Mr. Burns can be proud of as a son. Guys, what did you think? We've been laughing about it ever since, mm. and just it's hard to restrain yourself from not talking about it immediately afterwards. <laughs> it is a lot of fun. This um, one, yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm really glad that cider factory bit is just one of the best. Mm-hmm. Oh, and it's now 40% quainter. Yes, <laughs> Mount Schwartzwalder. Yeah, it's the Mount Schwartzwalder or whatever. Yeah, named after <laughs> Simpsons writer John Schwartzwalder. Yeah, yeah. Although I think we do have to immediately mention that great joke at the very beginning of. What a beautiful day. I'm sure glad we're not at home watching the seventh game of the World Series like all those schmucks. <laughs> yeah, for them. They won't learn anything about apples today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, can you imagine like game seven of the World Series and you just don't get to watch it because your wife has said, no, we're going to an apple. Th-. Yeah. Must be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This is why not caring about sports opens your world up. Yeah, I just realized who I said that to, so I yep. take it back. Yeah, but I equally don't care about Apple Mills either. Yeah, we'll switch it out for 
Good thing we're not any of those people sitting down to watch Nintendo Direct today. Oh my god, could you imagine missing that? That'd be <laughs> fucked. Imagine. Yeah, but be... you won't learn anything about apples today. <laughs> yeah, this opening or- orchard, the apple mill bit. I feel like people would actually remember the two events of this episode as two different episodes. Yeah. yeah. It would make a really good game to be like, pick the opening yeah. to the episode plot because... If you'd gone, yeah, it's the Larry Burns episode. I'd be going, cool. I have no idea how that one starts. I remember Mr. Burns, Burns is, is on, on the, the train. train. And then, no, 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 where the Simpsons start. Um, yeah. But yeah. to be fair, I really do like the way they, the very early on intersection of the yeah. two plot lines when the Simpsons are driving home, they see Larry's a hitchhiker. Because I was thinking yeah. about it as I was watching it going, oh, okay, so you see they leave, the leaf falls down and flies away and it just moves to New England. You're like, But at the time I was like going... Because I was consciously thinking about how do they tie mm-hmm. together, and oh, that's a cop out. And then later on, it's like, okay, yeah, you did, you did yeah. well, well, Simpsons. It, it <laughs> also ties into Mr. Burns's long history of being a Yale man. Mm. Yep, I don't know why the Harvard boys even showed up. They barely won. Yeah, <laughs> their cheating was even more flagrant than usual. Yeah, so there is a bit of continuity there with mm. Mr. Burns, and it's not something that I acknowledged as a kid. And no, I was actually at the point of thinking, you know, that side bit's fun, but I guess it's just a throwaway beginning. Then, then I completely forgot they intersected. So yeah, yeah, and you can sort of see why it's there because I did feel like watching this episode on this rewatch with the critical eye that mm. the third act does kind of drag. Yeah, I found myself writing fewer notes in that third act, yeah. but I think it was mm. because it was mainly like. It was more trying to finish up the plot real quick, not as many like really punchy jokes like it was. Because, I mean, literally that first side a bit, because they spend a good two and a half minutes, I'd say, and it's all good quality comedy like it's so funny yeah and it really would doesn't you say that yeah. is the moment from the story that stands out to you for better yes. or worse yeah it's all the bits from the side of things Seamless. are just so fucking good <laughs> um the running into the flanders the bit with homer's brain going away yeah the, the fact that ned flanders and his family felt the need to get a loyalty card to this place uh, what i really like is the season pass down the bottom he's number zero 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 one yeah <laughs> he is the first person to have ever gotten it well it pays for itself on the 16th yep. visit <laughs> and how you have never forgotten what the difference between cider and oh, juice yeah. is have you <laughs> clear and yellow you got juice there fella if it's tanging in brown you're in cider town no, no there's three kintons instead. i do want to hear the rest of that right? yeah there are two, two exceptions, exceptions. <laughs> of course in canada it's all backwards <laughs> well you can stay but i'm leaving i literally <gasps> said that earlier this evening yeah yeah oh my Looks like you need some cider. <laughs> I did love that side whistle too of the brain leaving. Yeah. Like it's very like old school cartoon. Mm, yeah. So the juice being yellow, cider being brown. This is a reference to the toilet thing, right? I no. didn't know. If no. it's yellow, let it mellow. No. If it's brown, flush it down. No. I think that's just a happy coincidence. That's just more things are yellow and brown than poop and pee. All oh, right. See, yeah. when my brain does the slide whistle and leaves, it just goes straight to the toilet. <laughs> and then there was, a, there was a bit in between where it wasn't really advancing the story at all. It was just Marge and, and Lisa walking around in the fall. And, mm. and again, but there's still some awesome quotes from both of them. With <laughs> yeah. the, next, to spring, next to spring and winter, fall is my favorite season. <laughs> and then, yeah, like foliage and nuclear and, and all of those. It doesn't take a nuclear scientist. And yeah, it's this thing where, and we're probably going to talk about it later, saying that, they could have spent more time doing this or this or this, yeah. but 
Oh, it's so could you, Do you have the heart to and cut I, these bits out of the and episode? And I love the throwback when she's like, I can't escape Lisa. Oh, yeah. Oh, a little library. Yeah. <laughs> and you'll see Lisa's face just, oh, cringing. It reminds me of your face has gone all red like a strawberry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, from Scrubs. I love mm-hmm. that line. I quote it often. But... Anyway, sorry, I've hijacked the no, whole no, that thing. Was, because I thought that moment was great as well because we didn't actually hear Lisa's reaction to that. Mom, you got it wrong again. Yeah. You just saw her face. And. It was the same when they were leaving the cider place. Bart looked completely bored. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we didn't really hear from Bart in this episode no. at all. So, yeah, having this little moment of just the visual being true to character that, yeah, yeah. he'd find a cider yeah. place boring. How about you, BT? What is a moment from this episode that stands out to you for better or worse? I really like how he reset to zero. Yeah? So there's that, you know, heart-to-heart moment between Larry and Mr. Burns. And he's like, can't you just accept me for who I am? They hug and there's the music and he's just like, Oh, I can't do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's just not who I am. Yeah, and it, you're it, like, yeah, that's yeah. actually very true. And Larry's cool with it as well. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a family of my own. Huh. I better get back to them. I said I was going for coffee. It was a week ago. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It just, it fits for everyone. You get a good chuckle out of it. And then all of a sudden, it's a party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a party, Marge. You don't have to. That doesn't much like the end of many Roger, Rod, uh, Rodney Dangerfield movies. Yeah. And yeah, we should talk about Rodney Dangerfield in this episode. Uh, he killed it. Oh, yeah. God, 100%. he's just doing Rodney Dangerfield so yeah. well, isn't he? Yeah. I know, but like, there wasn't many chances for him to do this in the 90s, so I'm mm. so glad he put his name and voice talents to yeah. a Simpsons episode. And it was absolutely his comedy as well. Yeah. So, you know, it was great. I love when the kids kind of emulate that a little yeah. bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're doing like the roast of Marge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then all it takes is for him to go, hey kids, how about a hand for your Marge? She's all right. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's the exact bit of like, insult, but go, hey, you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> what were the birds though? Uh, Bart was like, oh, I couldn't get a zoning permit if I was trying yeah. to get hair like yours. Oh, yeah, I wanted to get hair like but when you get zoning permit. Yeah, Buckingham, Buckingham Palace, Palace cold. They want their hat back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so I'm so glad that they managed to make this happen because, yeah, Rodney Dangerfield is an amazing comedian. Mm-hmm. You know, a little bit of his stuff is a bit dated now and we yeah. sort of see this throughout the episode where he goes, oh, that's as well built as a Chinese motorcycle. You're like... Fall up, falling apart like a Chinese motorcycle. Yeah. And, then, and the other one was empty as a... Scottish pay toilet or something like that. I always thought that is a ridiculous concept of pay toilet. Why would you pay to go to the toilet? But honestly, I went to Germany, saw it in action. I think we should introduce pay toilets. People have pride in their public toilets over there because they pay for that damn privilege. Do you think it's yeah. more about the German psyche? I think so. Because here people will be like, ah, I paid for this place. I'll piss wherever I want. <laughs> yeah, that is the Australian way. Also, you know, they I have... believe that's uh, what's in our coat of arms in Latin. <laughs> Do you want to compare like their trains to Sydney trains? Whose trains? Germany's trains. Oh, the ones like, that run on time. Yeah, yeah, like how their things just seem to work. Yeah. And ours are, oh, yeah, yeah, no, it's this one's just cancelled now. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you, I didn't need to go to work anyway. Who cares? Yeah. Fun fact for international listeners, the wind in Sydney just quietly whispers, fuck you. <laughs> and every time I listen to the wind blow, it screams, fuck you. Yeah. Locked out. Instead of, Loser. and the wind <laughs> cries, <sighs> <laughs> Jimi Hendrix wrote a song about yeah. it. It's like, what do you mean my train is late? When's the next one? An hour? What? But I'm screwed now. Fuck <laughs> you. Oh, it's quite hot in summer. Oh, the tracks melted. Oh, yeah. The wind was so strong that it blew the top of a train once and severed the cable. Yep. Like, we didn't all of these happened. Yeah. We didn't prepare for that at all because. Also, it happened you. on the Harbour Bridge and fucked everything. 
Oh, like, well, okay, fine, then I'll drive. Yeah, could like seeing any street signs. They're all gone for some reason. Why? <sighs> <laughs> so just to cap off what you were saying about this ending yeah i liked it as well but i do feel like this is something that we'd shit on new simpsons for well i think at this point we're having a good enough time that the party coming out of nowhere is fine yep and then the wrap-up i think works no matter what i also think that because he kind of does it earlier in the episode when he's walking up to burns's place he goes guys rich i've never seen anyone gonna walk in post box hey who am i talking to yeah. like you know he already does it and so it's kind of like you're in the mood for the shtick already mm. and so you're like oh okay he just has this weird maybe power <laughs> that he just becomes meta and makes the whole thing meta yeah well i think the reason we'd get mad at it in a new simpsons is because it'd be more like simpsons cop-out ending yeah whereas this is more doing a cop-out rodney dangerfield ending mm. where you know absorbing this character into yeah. the simpsons world yeah. it's a parody of his other stuff so it's kind of allowed if you just did yeah. it without you know, a famous voice actor who was famous for, you know, their movies ending like that, it'd be different. Yeah, but I think we've all courted, eh, it's a party, doesn't have to make sense. Yeah, yeah exactly. Lay and then Jess just gets a Long Island iced tea out of nowhere. <laughs> I just love how it's not like someone puts the lay on him, it drops just yeah. from the heavens. <laughs> <laughs> just out of nowhere. Party gods. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm going to say the moment from the story that stands out to me is just how well Rodney Dangerfield's Larry fits into the Simpsons universe. Mm-hmm. Even from the setup when he's running his little gift shop and yeah. he's just got his shitty little tourist oh, attraction man. shit that you see at every one of these hey, sorts of places. you saw the Primo stuff. If you want some crap, he's got some back at <laughs> yeah. the counter. I think the thing I loved most about that is that he's got the walnuts with the googly eyes. And also a googly-eyed rock. A googly-eyed rock. But then he's got, like, sour candies. And if you look, they all had googly yeah. eyes on them in oh, the bag really? as well. Yeah. What about a stressed-out Pepsi bottle? Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's all that stuff. It's all this, like, yeah, tourist shop, knick-knacky craft crap, like, in Queensland. Fans of The Simpsons will know how Bart versus Australia ends. Mm -hmm. That is an actual problem that they deal with in Queensland. Mm -hmm. So the way they get around it is that they kill a lot of these cane toads and then, like, glaze them over with lacquer and then sell them in tourist shops. Yep. Mm -hmm. Just like if you go down to Circular Quay in Sydney, you go to a tourist shop there, you can get your very own kangaroo scrotum yep. wallet mm-hmm. you can get those old bottle opener yeah yep. you can also get a little fan that when you turn it on simulates the sydney wind of going fuck yeah. <laughs> they're very expensive though yeah as right. is as everything they should else. be as is everything in sydney yeah. yeah it's a bottle opener made out of a kangaroo scrotum 90 dollars but yeah, even though the Rodney Dangerfield has such a distinct style and, you know, I don't get no respect or how did he say it in this I, episode? I don't get no respect at all. No regard. Like, yeah, I don't get no this regard one, or esteem. Or esteem. Yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, that was his whole thing. It was his Most of his stand-up was about, like, how his, you know, his wife or his children or whoever would yeah. mock him or make fun of him or take advantage of him or, or whatever. And, mm, yeah, it kind of carried that. through. And the fact that he was able to make fun of himself, you know, very cool. Oh, definitely. Like, dished it out as good as he could take it and all that sort of stuff. And from what I've read as well, Rodney Dangerfield did, like, rewrite a few lines I to guess, sort of... because, yeah, they very much seem like his thing. Yeah. And one of the ones that just sticks with me so much throughout the years, and I'm pretty sure this is on my mum's list of favourite lines, it's like, Oh, I stepped on one of your peacocks. Have you got a paper towel? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the one that I always say is like, What are you going to do this weekend? I'm like, I'm just, 
I'm going to do nothing. I'm going to be so lazy. I'm like, and then I automatically, <laughs> without even thinking about it, say, uh, I'm like a rugged Valium. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's exactly how I want to be. Yeah. Oh, God. He has so many killer lines in this episode, which we'll get into more. But first, play count. How many times before tonight do you think you've watched this episode? Ooh. Ten something? Ten, I guess. We were talking before, season eight is kind of one of my favorite, mm. and it is a bit off the wall sometimes, but it's just got some killer episodes, and this is actually really good. Uh, I would yeah, we say, were admiring the disc before yeah, we were yeah. on this one. I'd say 15 to 20. Yeah, definitely. This is up there for me. I definitely know that I taped this one, and it was on one of my Simpsons mixes, and I remember watching this a lot, and I remember thinking as a kid, oh, God fucking damn it, Homer. Why did you have to be an asshole in the theater? <laughs> yeah you almost oh. had it what yeah. are they gonna do call the cops yeah <laughs> the fact that they had to sit right in front of him yeah yeah like what an idiot watching too many grandmas yeah i was gonna put like a like a kind of an anal quarter about like oh he wasn't sitting there but then i think the whole joke is that he's so tiny and you don't notice yeah mole man <laughs> until yeah. it's too late yeah. yeah just the fact that he had to yell at him but then throw popcorn in his face too yeah. and it's like ugh. Yeah. <laughs> so how about some of the wacky moments of this episode? What are the, some of the cartoony boy oings uh, I think we all got a joke from when the train stops and there's uh, a couch. Oh. It's like, well, it looks like some kind of couch. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's just like seven engineers yeah. just all around, yep. just like scratching their head, looking at it. Like, yeah, yeah. It's a couch. <laughs> if Mr. Burns wants to observe a stranger, he'll view him through a powerful telescope. Yep. <laughs> oh, Smithers, what's going on? You're interrupting my lime Ricky. Yep. Yep. Does anyone know what that is? It was yeah. kind of an alcoholic cocktail that looks yeah. pretty gross. I looked it up once, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's like the drink equivalent of a key lime pie, probably. Yeah. yeah also, what year did this one come out, just quickly? This was 96, November of 96. Really? Sorry, I was just checking the year because that makes... So, according to Mr. Burns, Larry was conceived in 1939. That makes him 57. Yeah. Well, I mean, he did look pretty old. 57, though? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, he had the bald patch and the yeah, comb over, yeah, yeah. white hair, and the thing I was gonna say, like we're talking about his buddies mm -hmm. at Yale, or that's why I only hang out with like the people in Yale. And hey, you remember me, Burnsy? It's your old roomie, Dink. Dink. And like Burns is ancient, and this guy does not look no. that old. He probably does charity work and exercises a lot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like helps his community yeah. instead of just you know withering away in a cavernous mansion. <laughs> but, yeah, but have but, you seen his health, but, like his beauty routine? It's amazing. True, true. You can see that later in the season. Yep. That's true. Any other wackiness from this oh, episode? Yeah. Mr. Burns' playroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the entire room just with a play <laughs> constantly running. Dad, it's not a piece of fruit. <laughs> this was supposed to close two weeks ago. Close this play. Such a good misdirect. What? Is that a real play? I have to assume so. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you're going to have to uh, look up. Yeah. A man is not a piece can't of eat the orange and throw away the peel. Yeah, that's right. It's from the same dude who did Death of a Salesman. It's the sequel. Orange, you glad to see me? Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not Just, dead. I'm yeah. a salesman. <laughs> How much piss were you taking before? Like when you were talking about Death of a Salesman? All of it. I was trying to think of a play that I know. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> it's from Death of a Salesman. Get fucked. <laughs> nope, you can't eat the orange and throw the peel away. A man is not a piece of fruit. 
in Death of a Salesman by Arthur Miller. Holy wow. fuck. <laughs> I like studied that in 10th grade. I can't believe I retained any of it. It must have stuck with you somewhere Brilliant. in the deep recesses of your mind. You are secretly a genius. <laughs> well, this is actually embarrassing because like one of our assignments for studying it was like to produce a monologued version of a scene mm-hmm. and we're allowed to take artistic liberty with it and rewrite sections. And you just did this episode? <laughs> no, I, I did a section of like him losing his mind and I tied in Metallica lyrics to it. Nice. Not just any Metallica lyrics. One from a track from Santanga. Oh, <laughs> which track? Dirty Window. I think okay. it was the bit, am I who I think I am? Yep. Uh, I thought nice. it was going to be like Justice and All or something. Nope. It was, was one of the Sananga songs. That was going to be something from Reload. <laughs> that I tied with Arthur Miller's Death of the Salesman. Nice. I bet he would have been really happy about that. Wacky the fact that they get home they argue all the way home yeah. and then decide, <laughs> no, we're picking up that hitchhiker and drive all the way Boy, back yep. towards New England. Yep. God. Also, Larry spells yell with a six. <laughs> That's pretty wacky. Yep. Oh, in this case, yep. we would need an international airport. Yale yeah. could use international airport. <laughs> I'm not made of airports. <laughs> yeah, and I love uh, the train scene with Smithers and Burns, like from the moment where the train screeches to a halt. Oh, yeah. yeah, just does the most amazing billiards trick shot of all time. Yeah. Great shot, sir. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you get drunk and stumble about for my amusement? Yeah. I'll be yeah. a one man conga line. <laughs> one man conga line. <laughs> Mr. Burns, yeah, just gleefully clapping along to <laughs> yeah. Smithers. Just yeah. ah, Smithers looks like he's having an amazing ah. time, though. Yeah, no one's having a bad time here. Yeah. He's probably drunk on some very expensive food. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Larry chasing after the train. Where's this train headed? Springfield. Springfield. Yeah, yeah, which state? Yes, yeah, I never noticed that you can't hear him mumbling over the train sounds. Yeah. yeah, it's great. I wonder what he said, though, whatever the voice actor was Rhubarb, told to Rhubarb, say. Rhubarb. Yep. Yeah, Bees and carrots. <laughs> Any other wackiness? I really like when the police enter the theatre and they're trying to be stealthy on the sticky floors. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Some very good foley work. Very good foley, yeah. Oh, um, the computer simulation of Homer <laughs> just getting murdered. Yeah. But then, like, and here's what it would look like. The police took- used... Baseball. Yes. A barrage of baseballs. <laughs> it is, it is, oh, oh, make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that's not necessarily wacky, but they, I just want to call it out. When Homer and Larry are walking through Burns's front yard and talking about the kidnapping, Larry's drink is incredibly well animated. Yeah? Like, the fluid, the liquid moves yeah. incredibly realistically. It was like, someone put a lot of effort in that. They really didn't have to. The cocktail design in this yeah. episode was on top form. Really put some effort I, I, I was going to say, similarly, like in terms of really good animation, was when they're standing on top of the theatre, whatever that sign is called. The marquee. Yeah. The marquee. When they're standing in, on top of the marquee, mm-hmm. the shadowing yeah. on them from the spotlight from kind of halfway, a kind of 40 degree angle up at them, and the soft shadowing like kind of on their body, but then like behind them as well, it's like really good quality. It looked really good. Yeah, Absolutely. So, how about some of the heart moments? Did I just sorry, I just realized there's one more wacky thing. Yeah, yeah. I think we've heard enough about Larry Burns. What? It's not like anyone else, anything exciting happened to anyone else today. And, oh, yeah. And Bart is like inspecting this giant gem. Yep. Lisa's got a broken arm, and Maggie's, Maggie's one, one cute. cutest baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's... There was a whole other subplot. Like, we we're talking before about the weird Mo Barney thing from the last episode, yeah. and it's like, yeah. Here's some implied plot that's even funnier that they're not drawing attention to it. Really good. Yeah, especially because Larry would be the best friend for Mr. Uh, for Mr. Homer. Yeah. <laughs> He's Mr. just Homer. like him. He's like a really nice version of the critic. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it is nice watching their best friendship play out a little bit in this episode. Especially because he is a relative of Burns. Yeah. And I think I sort of highlight that awkwardness in that dinner scene. <laughs> yeah. 
You mean where it was any more lively, a funeral's going to break out? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I actually really like there's a detail on that when uh, he's like, what's the matter, Pops? Don't you love me anymore? And the door slams and blows out the candles. Oh. Like, yeah. I was going to say, yeah, that was really cool mm. as nice well. Nice little detail. Yeah. I did like how they're having an ultra fancy dinner, but they're just eating like what looks like chicken legs or turkey legs. The fanciest of foods. Mm. <laughs> Come on, Pops, make with the yakety yak yak. <laughs> and then he's like trying to think about it. Oh, yakety yak and what a. Do you have a son? Yes, I do, sir. Do they bring around nitwits and make you talk to them? Oh. All the time. You see this little dweeb mill house? So I love that because, yeah, Mr. Fern's obviously not talking to Homer at all in that moment. And I'm yep. just, oh, I can relate to this. Look, have you heard of Millhouse? <laughs> the Shitting on Millhouse playlist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he wasn't even really in either of these last two episodes, yet they managed to shit on him. It's oh, great. Yeah. Yep. So, how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? Not particularly. There's a bit for, you know acceptance from Larry, but seeing as he's not a mainstay character, you not you don't care too much. He's yeah. left the laughity laugh laugh, not the thumpity thump thumps. I mean they misdirect you with the Burns, he's gonna accept him and you mm. know they'll work something out and everything's gonna be alright. He's like, ah oh, no, I can't do it. It's too gross and weird. Yeah. But it doesn't feel like it's undercut. Well, I think there's sort of something a bit realistic about the way that the episode ends is that especially if you've been estranged from a family member, you just sort of randomly meet them and it's like You've spent all this time not knowing each other. So. Allegedly 57 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Mr. Burns just sort of ending it like, oh, it's just nice to know there's another kidney out there. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's what their relationship can be. You know, they're well beyond the point of needing each other. Oh, yeah. There was one shitty moment as well with the debutantes. Like, oh, put it back in. Yeah, but, you yeah. know, you're meant to not really think much of Larry in this moment at the same time. So. Yeah. Anyway, ultimately, though, guys, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Yes. Yep. I'm just reinforcing my point that it's amazing how they took a guest star with such a distinct style and Mm. made it work within this universe. And also just Homer's zeal for having a new friend, I think, is nice. He's almost giddy with excitement because obviously he's just been talking about it for ages. And Marge is so bored of hearing about Larry, especially when he says stuff like, Oh, if I was stuck on a desert island, I would yeah. definitely take Larry. Yeah, he's much. We get along so much more, much more than us. Yeah, like Marge oh. has got a cheek in her hand. It's like I think we've heard enough about Larry. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just a little bit of a jerk in that way, but also, yeah, you can tell the hidden subtext there was he was really pushing for the phony kidnapping yeah. so that he phony could spend more time kidnapping. with Larry. Yeah, <laughs> no, no, I got to straighten up. I got to quit the booze and all that. Your son has been kidnapped. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good old Simpsons misdirect. I do yep. actually really like Homer as the kidnapper just with a kazoo in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you care about your son. What? Who is this? <laughs> <laughs> More important yeah. than money. <laughs> Fun fact, that was the original plan for the voice of Bane. Really? Just give him a kazoo. Interesting. <laughs> I'd replicate it now, but I don't have a kazoo. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes or no, would you watch this one again? Yes. Yes. Sure, I'm going to watch it again. What playlist do we put it in? Burns's Family. Yeah, yeah. Mr. Burns' Extended Universe. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. MBCU. MBAU. <laughs> the Simpsons just going out on excursions to places. Yeah. Going on very typical family vacation. Well, not vacations, but yeah, outings. Yeah. Pair this the one where they went to the peach farm. Yeah, because I guarantee you, if there was a cider mill within driving distance of our place, my mum would have taken me. <laughs> and that was the kind of thing she did. Yeah. Um, Get Grant- the apple hat and everything. Oh, maybe not the apple hat. Uh, That'd be a waste of money. I get the loyalty card. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Grandpa road trip 
yeah. issues. But this is the one where his kidneys explode. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, um, pie and trousers playlist. Yes. <laughs> I hope that shepherd's pie in my knickers. And yeah, this one. Grandpa, did you set on the pie? I sure hope so. <laughs> Aw. Yeah, that's good for playlist. BT, what would you change? Oh, wow. I wasn't ready for this one. Mm, I feel there's not a lot I would really want to change because that... Opening is really joke-heavy, and then your middle is where you get a bit more of the plot-heavy and weight. Yep. And then you wrap that all up. I'm not saying it's flawless. I just don't know where I would make a change. Sure. Jordan? As I said earlier, you could probably cut some of that cider stuff, but... But why mm, would you? How could you? How could you do that? And, wh- and where do you want to put the extra time? Yeah, well, that's the thing. I think we were talking about the third act being a little bit kind of joke light. And all the action really happens then because it's first act is set up. Second act is Larry kind of not being able to integrate. And the third is really the whole plot of we're going to kidnap. He gets taken and everything happens all in kind of that seven minutes. Um, So maybe move that a little bit further into the episode. And I don't really know how you how you make that better. It's just draw the rest of the fucking owl, but insert some more humor into that third act. There's probably some jokes that are independent of the story that you could move into that, Mm -hmm. but I don't know exactly how. Mm. Yeah, look, I'm sort of the same where I really want to tighten up this third act, but there's a lot where I'm like, oh, no, you got to keep that. Oh, no, you got to keep that. Like, I think it's just some conversational moments where they took a bit of time, like... There's something kind of funny about the joke where Marge is like reprimanding Homer. It's like, no, you take him back now. And I was like, oh, it's broad daylight. The cops are out. And then Kent Brockman sort of says the same thing in his newest report. He goes, well, there's only one word for this. Idiocy. And I felt like it took way too long to get to that joke. It was enough to say, well, there they are out in broad daylight with cops everywhere. Yeah. So things like that. It's not completely obvious, but there is one point there where I'm saying, okay, yeah, that's why... For me, it's feeling like the third act is dragging. Mm. Mm-hmm. There's a nice Marge line there of, uh, what, you know how I feel about hoaxes? Still? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was great. Any musical moments that stood out to you guys? Any way you want it, that's the way you need it. All night. Bear down. All night. Bear down. Yeah, Journey do a little appearance at the end. I th- yeah. Yeah, that was yep. good. I don't know. I hate Journey, but I like them, but I hate Journey. <laughs> yep. Any other musical moments from this episode? Well, Disco Inferno did not play. No. BT, do you have any other notes? I do. Mr. Burns answers the phone from the kidnappers with the usual ahoy hoy. Yeah. So I appreciate yep. that consistency. Very good. And finally, when uh, Larry meets that old German guy, he mentions the Merrimack, which is the USS Merrimack, operated between 1855 and 1860. So they are clearly commenting on his age with that reference that I had to look up. Yeah. Well, because then he says, I hope I look that good when I'm 200. Yeah. Yes. Jordan, do you have any other notes? Yeah, I do like the fact that they show, yes, the DNA test is essentially, does he have the three dots on yeah. his head? <laughs> but then later on in the episode, he does, it's like, well, if you know, if you get bored, you can come to the playroom. As they're walking there, he walks there with his little T-Rex arms, yeah. like, like Monty. I and I'm like, so. it's very cute. When Smithers at the party says, you know, it could be something to do with his almost heroic intake of cocktails. <laughs> like, that's it's heroic. Like, that's how I want to be described. I'm, I'm moving from disgusted to amazed. Yeah. <laughs> of course, the, the quote, you know, did you meet my son Larry? Yes. He made light of my weight problem. <laughs> Suggested my mother should be Semper Fudge. 
and then, then told, told me, me to, to relax. relax. <laughs> yeah, very good. Um, yeah, that yeah. was so funny. Uh, another one of these moments that I love where it's a different character doing a character's quote. Yeah. So, yeah. like, you get a sense of how that scene played out in your yes. mind's eye. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah I love no, that. that hey, good. relax. Are we going to let every drifter move in with us? No, <laughs> obviously we'll adjust it on a drifter by drifter basis. Yep. <laughs> My only anal corner was that... Only anal corner! You are not getting away with it. <laughs> was that Burns's gates were just open Yeah. at night. And he obviously uh, left his walk-in mailbox opened as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for my final notes. Yeah, Homer's describing the cider mill. Oh, yeah, it's sucky or something. And then Flanders like, oh, sucking down that cider. <laughs> yeah. Ever the optimist. Gotta yep. love you, Flanders. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just thought as well, he goes, the membership really pays for itself on its 16th visit. Yep. Yep. This means he's at least been here 16 times. Yes. There's probably at least twice that. He probably goes back every week. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Homer is there passing Larry, who's hitchhiking. Can't they get a poll for that sign? <laughs> <laughs> Do love that bit. <laughs> It's clever in its stupidity. Yeah. Yep. Why did I write down Haas, Hearst thought? Oh, because the only person who stopped for me was a hearse, and he thought I fell out. <laughs> yuck, and that's yuck, where yuck. I wrote, Rodney Dangerfield is just doing Rodney Dangerfield, yep. but it works. So. Well, yeah, similarly, you know, more. he's got more bread than a prison meatloaf. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not bad. I like meatloaf. Yeah, there was something funny about Mr. Burns looking past Mindy's wrinkles to see her 21-year-old daughter Lily or whatever. Yep. yep. And they made up their love physical, as was the style of time. time. <laughs> oh, oh, it's another playlist. Springfield Natural History Museum playlist. Yeah, yeah didn't mean yep. for that. Yeah. Hey, I have been in a museum. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good coincidence. And also we had another connection with the last episode in that Chief Wiggum was looking for a kitten, uh, a missing person. Yes. Mm. A missing true. child, perhaps. Perhaps. Yeah, very yeah, good. Yeah, Larry's still a child to someone. Yeah. It's just you reminded me of that he was in the office until 18, and then I started work at the kids' souvenir <laughs> store. Oh, one time I saw a blimp. Yep. Oh, the puzzle that Homer's sweeping away. This is a pretty interesting thing. It's obviously Snoopy, but the nose yep. is missing. Apparently, that's all they needed to remove to get around the copyright. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. Amazing. Interesting. So, yeah, it was a very... I loved his little nose. He's like, oh, oh, oh. He's like, yeah. oh, God, yeah, he's panic. seen it. Panic timer is funny. Yeah. And, you know, that's why him and Larry were perfect for each other, especially mm-hmm. that they both thought they could leave their workstation with a simple note, gone drinking. <laughs> I like how Smithers pronounces that N apostrophe yes. as well. Yeah, again, yeah. As you were saying, it's a character quoting another character almost. It appears he's gone drinking, sir. <laughs> uh, Marge, you've been reading too many hideout books. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the bit that I love from the kidnapping phone call with Homer and the kazoo. Don't you miss your son? Yes, I'm missing one son. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Perfect. Very little. Oh, and there's another playlist I want to put together, the costume shop misdirect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where, where they're in the costume shop and they don't think to buy costumes, they just hide out in the bathroom or whatever. Yep. <laughs> I think it is a bathroom, yeah, because it's like a sink and a toilet. Yep. Yeah, but this like reminds me of the football episode where... Yeah, they're like, this gives me an idea. You go to the costumes and they just push the thing over the guard and run yeah. inside. <laughs> Very good. And my final note is I like Homer's little grandstanding at the end where he still manages to insult his children, or as he likes to call them, obnoxious, boring, and stinky. Yeah. I like how they go, it's from left to right. It's yeah. like a description There's of a all shift of them. The yeah. 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 Hey, this is about me. Yeah. <laughs> it is time to rank this thing. BT, kick it off. Hmm. Where does one like gold? Gold? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's good. It's, it's even great. But is it... So iconic, I have to get the high ranking. I, I just don't think I can quite get there, unfortunately. I'd like to, but 
It's just not there. But hey, gold is a great rank. Very respectable. It is excellent. Excellent, in fact. Yeah. Mm. How about you, Jordan? What do you um, reckon? Yeah, no, I'm I'm a gold too. Like, I mean, I think the cider thing is cubic. But yeah. The the rest of the episode, it's still pretty good. It it lags a little bit, but it's still excellent, and it's a definite gold. Yeah, look, I will say that I am on the silver border. I am going to give it gold because now that you mention it, yeah, the arcs one, two, three, in my mind, go cubic gold, silver. Yeah, mm. and honestly, it is still a gold episode. There is still so much that I love and I quote from this one. Yeah, I, I still think it's an excellent episode, and yeah. there's a lot to love about it. And that is three episodes we've all been unanimous. Yes. Um, I actually got curious and had a look at this. This doesn't actually happen that much. No, that's why I'm bringing it up. Yeah, there's mm. like only about seven episodes where our panel has all been unanimous on every I, single episode. I didn't know it was as few as seven. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah, seven out of 97. It's crazy. But yeah, this one will be a unanimous gold. This will be joining other unanimous golds like Dance and Homer, mm-hmm. where Homer dances. Itchy and Scratchy and Marge, where Marge tries to get that cartoon banned. Yep. Separate Vocations. Nice. Wait, which one's Separate Vocations again? Uh, where Bart becomes a hall monitor and Lisa becomes like a bad girl. That's right. It's, yeah, a, yeah, it's yeah. a very good episode. It's just shy of that perfection. Though. Yep. Mm. Yeah, Bart's friend falls in love as well with Milhouse and Samantha Stanky. Yep. Very quality episode. The one with Samantha, who's the voice for that one again? The- Robert De Niro. <laughs> no, it's Laura someone from Twin Peaks. Oh, that's right. It's Laura Palmer's one. Yeah, yeah. I, I always get confused. Like, no, that's no, the Meryl Streep is the other one. Yeah, yeah, mm. blah, 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 blah. That's Jessica Lovejoy, right? Yep. Yep. And also be joining Bart on the Road from season seven. Nice. Where the, the Wad Fur and all that. Yep. Sun Sphere. Yeah. All right, guys. Before we wrap this up today, is there anything you guys have been into lately? Like books, movies, TV, podcasts, whatever. BT, we'll start with you. What are you into at the moment? I'm going to say, if you're looking for a little bit of a lift, GQ does this thing where they get an actor on to talk about their iconic roles. And what's wrong with Terry Crews? That dude is the most positive motherfucker in the world. And it's so damn interesting to listen to him. Especially his story about working on The Expendables. Very good boost if you're having a bit of a slack day. The other thing is Netflix. I didn't even know this would turn into a movie. So there's a graphic novel called I Kill Giants that I really, really love. I just bought it one day on a whim and I thought it was great. And I didn't even know it got turned into a movie. And then I found out it had been turned into a movie a couple of years ago. And then Netflix had that movie and I watched that movie and it's pretty good. I have some notes, but I did get misty towards the end. So uh, yeah, check it out. It is pretty good. Ooh, last minute mistiness. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> for me to have feelings, that's something to catch my cold, cold heart. That's pretty good. All right. Let's see you, Doctor. How about you, Jordan? What do you get into at the moment? You should see uh, a doctor. Maybe. <laughs> so in general, maybe I, I, I should. Worry yeah. about your health. Yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, no, I, I'm just going through Octopath Traveler because I'm just a sucker for JRPGs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that one looks appealing to me. I'm not no, normally it doesn't. in. <laughs> don't lie to me, to my face. <laughs> no, see, I don't care much for the whole, you know, talking aspect of RPGs, yeah. but I do like this whole eight player mechanic that they seem to do. Yeah. And look, for the first part of the game i won't say how long um but there's bits where it's like you're just playing like one character's story for a bit and then you move to another character's story and it's not till a couple of other events happen that like there's even a little bit of more than one character talking to another character that you control it does happen eventually and but then the stories are quite isolated but as someone who like has played all the through all the Bravely Default games yeah. and like a bunch of other JRPGs, it's still like I really like the mechanics of the game, so I've been playing that. And um, when you were talking about GQ, it just reminded me of if you watched this comedians captioning New Yorker cartoons. No. Adam Scott does one. Uh, Nick Hoffman does one. But the best one is Bill Hader 
captioning like New York because they just like they get shown the picture and like yeah. okay write a caption and some of them are just awesome that really fantastic awesome. Oh, cool. yeah. yeah all right sounds great what I'm recommending I'm just recommending a few small little things this week so what I'd like to recommend if you're living in Australia and you like video games specifically Nintendo the latest issue of Hyper is out and it's an absolute fantastic issue one of our good friends James O'Connor who is on the Pods in the Key of Springfield podcast uh, he wrote most of this issue and it's a stellar amount of work and of stellar quality he goes in and talks to all of the old n64 gamer editors and does an excellent spread on that and does a big spread on super smash brothers and waluigi Mm -hmm. and uh good (laughs) multiplayer nintendo games yeah it's a fantastic issue and yeah supporting a friend of ours that we like that will be actually our next episode next week uh will be with them where me and beach are heading down to adelaide to Mm -hmm. do some recording with them and so they're appearing on our podcast. We'll appear on a few of theirs. Nice. Uh, I smell a cheesy crossover. <laughs> <laughs> did uh, Does he do in the magazine that thing that like James May did with his car magazine <laughs> where like the first letter of each paragraph like spells out a message? Knowing James, he'd want to sneak in a Twin Peaks reference. Yeah. So maybe, fair enough. maybe it's all just who killed Laura Palmer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's all like great coffee. Yeah. I'll take a slice of pie. (laughs) I also want to recommend Cheap Shots. It's a very new YouTube channel, but it's John Cheese. is an amazing writer from Cracked. He started up a YouTube channel all about pull trick shots. So is it like a tutorial kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. That's a strange Hmm. turn for him, but okay, cool. It is, but he's good at it, and he's also yeah. he brings in his own style with YouTube tutorials, so it's like funny and fresh throughout. And nice. yeah, I'm a massive supporter of John Cheese. Also, uh, the website he works for, Mo- the Modern Rogue, is uh, worth a gander as well. Cool. Uh, anyway, we better end this thing. Thank you for listening in, tuning in wherever you are and whatever you do. Please like, share, rate, subscribe, or don't. <laughs> to your life do whatever you want <laughs> not going to force you to do be anything be free don't make your decisions based on what we tell you to do anyway that's been our show that's been BT Callaway thank you for being a friend and thank you Jordan hey um, thanks for having me on the show I'm really looking forward to watching these three episodes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> we've got Jordan at the start Ooh. of the show Jordan oh we've come full circle my mind exploded <laughs> I think it's all sorted now <laughs> <laughs> alright and I've been your host Elliot J O'Neill That's all the mustard in the house! (laughs) Thank you for listening to The Simpsons Index Podcast, which is also an online spreadsheet available at thesimpsonsindex.com. You can chat to us online at facebook.com slash thesimpsonsindex or at simpsonsindex on Twitter. And now please stay tuned for the bonus scenes. Sponsored by Mission Impossible 2, the one that they filmed in Sydney about 15, 20 years ago. That sucks many testicles. (laughs) Get it now in the VHS clearance in, bin at your local Vinnie's. I was about to say, in the, in the bargain bin at your local service station. <laughs> you know what? I don't mind it. Really? Also because I, I don't mind Thandy Newton. Who? It is Thandy Newton, isn't it? Who? Thandy. Oh, no, no. Thandy. You're trying to say Sandy, but you, you're No, I'm not. Newton. Don't mock my speech to impediment. You starred in Run, Fat Boy, Run. I like her, yeah. With Simon Pegg. It was, that was not a bad movie. It was not a good movie. It was not a bad movie. And Hank Azaria. <laughs> that, the last thing, it wasn't a Jordan's Anna Corner, but it was, there was this bit where... Wasn't a Jordan's Anna Corner. <laughs> that concludes... <laughs> <laughs> No, it is funny when you do see uh, animation cost-cutting co- co- uh, measures in animation. I you say cock-ups, you could have saved it. Yep. Never uh, mind. Right. Mighty cock-ups.
Why did I write the note, always Bart Fridge? Always Bart Fridge. Yep. Is Bart Fridge one word? Bart Fridge, two words. <laughs> always Bart Fridge. You know, your ABF. Your always, always Bart, Bart Fridge. <laughs> always be Bart Fridging. <laughs> Bart Fridge. Interesting. Bart wasn't really in this one apart no. from Mill Housing Lisa. I think he got like a passing phrase somewhere and it may have had something to do with a fridge. It means no worries. For the rest of your days. <laughs> the passing Always phrase. Always Bart Fridge. <laughs> but, you know, if you're a good person, it doesn't really matter. But yeah. maybe that's a bit too kind of Sesame Street for The Simpsons. Nah, eh, fuck it. It's some heart. <laughs> we'll cover that on the Sesame Street Index. God, the, TSSI. Seriously, you will never finish it because it's still making episodes. Yeah. Yeah. You'll what if we dead. did 90 episodes in one podcast? Oh, God, can you imagine? <laughs> we, episode, uh, re- we review 90 episodes of Sesame Street at a time, but there's yep. a twist. Each episode must come from a different decade. Uh, be sponsored by a different letter of the yeah, alphabet. Yeah, I was about to say, the letters of the alphabet in these 90 episodes were the alphabet three times. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Millhouse, when Lisa dressed as a goth, says, like, what are you supposed to be, an Oakland Raiders fan? Like, come on, man. <laughs> like, they've had it rough the last few seasons. Anyway, that's fine. Whatever. <laughs> I agree with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oakland. Yep. Um, They're the Raiders, right? Yes. That's right. That's Sorry, Jordan. The Oakland Raiders. <laughs> uh, why did I love like Shirley? Anyway. Um... <laughs> Okay. It's nice. Here's a question. That's not nice. Ooh, that's nice. Um, so, BT, do you have any... Uh, sorry. Uh, just got to... Um, Get your shit together? Yeah. Yeah. Baby burns, burns. Wait, that's not the order that the words go in. This suit, baby burns. Is that a bit of sneaky peeks in our podcast? Sneaky what? You're like the dream. Dreams. Then lives inside a dream. Me, 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 me. You, 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 you. The concept of the individual versus the collective. Beautiful. What? It's philosophy while also warming up your vocal cords. Oh. Colossal vocal cords. For local cords. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that. <laughs> it's what it's called. Now deal with it. It's a podcast. Doesn't have to make sense.